0: And welcome to the 81st episode of the Cinefessions podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts. My name's Brandon Shawan. And joining me tonight is Mark Nadeau. Oh, I fucked it up.
1: It's okay. You know, you should take a breath in between because it's, oh, so, it's so majestic. It's like, Mark oh, Nadeau. <laughs> kind of like gold. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. If you want to rub oh, your nipples man. as you say my name, you can't.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I usually do, so thank you for giving me permission. Now you're
1: welcome. I don't feel weird about it anymore. Well, I feel super now.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! And a returning Ash Collins. Ash, welcome back. How was your uh, week off last week? Were you able to get a lot done?
2: Mm, well, that depends. On yeah. <laughs> that but yeah. yeah, I got I got six stairs. Woo!
1: Oh, man. And, and Mark, how are you feeling this week? Fantastic. I've got all my loonies and toonies stacked up on a table here right now. I've been Hell practicing yeah. my flick motion. Right. My accuracy is on point. I cannot wait till tomorrow. Which Hell yeah! hit if you're listening, on the day. Yes.
0: Rolling. In that strip club,
1: throwing those yeah. loonies and toonies. Oh, bottle service. Then we then – Causing oh, no, some in. We didn't order the bottle service. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man.
0: So tonight we are are really going to conclude our Resident Evil arc with a review of the two animated films, Resident Evil Damnation and Resident Evil Degeneration from 2008 and 2012, respectively. We're going to move on to round 17 of the Besting the Backlog Challenge, and we're going to talk about our picks for the Oscars Challenge. Mm -hmm. And speaking of that Oscars challenge, we want to remind everyone that we have a ridiculously easy way for you to win $20 in Amazon gift card money, courtesy of us here at the show. All you have to do is go to uh, cinefessions.com backslash the Oscars. Fill out the 10 question form and hit submit and then you are entered to win. You just need your name, your email address and which Amazon store is relevant to you. And then you need to pick a winner for each of the seven categories listed. So best picture, actor in a leading role, actress in a leading role, animated feature film, cinematography, directing and uh, visual effects. So if you know nothing about the Oscars, that's totally fine. Frankly, either do we. And so it's all for fun and it's just an easy way to be entered in to win. Um, the person who has the most correct answers is going to uh, win that $20 Amazon gift card. And if for whatever reason, which is highly likely, there are more than one top winner, uh, one more than uh, – who has – what am I trying to say? If Why there's more the than high, one
1: – If there's a tie with the highest points. <laughs>
0: Thank you. Then we, jeez, old oh, Pete. Then we are going to uh, draw that winner from a random uh, list. Uh, so anyone has an opportunity to win. So make sure you fill out that form uh, at Cinefashions.com/backslash/the Oscars for that super easy chance to win a twenty dollars Amazon gift card. And as announced last week, and Ash, you might not have heard about this, but and and Mark was pissed, it's, but it uh, still happened, and it I'm is not, happening.
1: I still don't agree with it. Yeah. It's coming out of your points at the end of the fucking market. <laughs> my
0: oh, man. So, if when we pick the winner, that winner has left us a review on iTunes – they're going to double their winnings and receive not a $20 gift card, but a $40 Amazon gift card instead. So make sure you leave us that review on iTunes today. So that way when we pick the winner and if it's your name, you'll be eligible for that $40 Amazon gift card as opposed to the $20 gift card. It's easy. There's no reason not to. Exactly. Piss Mark off. Leave us an iTunes review. Win $40.
1: I don't want to go up in the the ranks of the uh, podcast world. Don't get that extra 20 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ash, you're feeling know. the extra 20 bucks, right? You're all
0: about it. Sure. See, no, yeah, he is. He's he a little he,
1: concerned, right? Not. He doesn't know
2: which side to take. He's a little concerned. <laughs> he
1: doesn't know what side to take. <laughs> 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 that's, that's right. oh.
2: We're taking it at both ends. <laughs> <laughs> <As to us. laughs>
0: oh, man. And that's why we yeah. missed Ash last week. Oh, boy. (laughs) All right. We also want to remind you guys you can interact with us. I don't know why you'd want to, but you can (laughs) in a few different ways. You can find us on Twitter at Cinefessions. Email us at contact at cinefessions.com. And finally, you can leave us a voicemail if you want to be part of an upcoming show. Just give us a call at 1-302-448-TALK. That's 1-302-448-8255. We love comments, questions, corrections, concerns, whatever. So, please reach out to us using any of those and uh, talk film to us. We love it. Come and on, also make it. sure – Yeah. To us. Call. <laughs> Pick up the phone. I'm so alone. <laughs> oh, God. And we promise if you call us, then you won't have to listen to that every week. So. Oh, do it. <laughs> God. And also make sure you're following us on our Cinefessions Instagram account. We post our recent pickups and uh, Mark leaves up a lot of reviews there from his A to Z challenge. So make sure you're following on Instagram as well at Cinefessions. And you can also like our Facebook page at facebook.com backslash Cinefessions and check out that long list of past reviews and all the previous 80 podcast episodes at cinefessions.com. And finally, we're proud to tell you that this episode of the Cinefessions podcast is brought to you by Audible. Audible's offering a free audiobook download with a 30-day trial, so all of our Cinefessions listeners get an opportunity to check out their services. There's over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, your Android, or your Kindle devices, so head on over to audibletrial.com backslash Cinefessions to get your free audiobook. That's audibletrial.com backslash Cinefessions. So before we move over to talk about our weeks in media, let me just uh, remind everyone that we will not be releasing a show next week, but we will be back the following Friday, and that is March 3rd for the start of our Scream Factory arc with a review of 1981's The Howling. So remember (laughs) – (laughs) And remember, you can help us decide which film we'll be reviewing on week five of that arc by going to Cinefessions.com and voting for your choice in the uh, right-hand sidebar right there on the homepage. You can't miss it, so make sure you tell us what it is you would like to have us review out of the four options listed. And just to jog your memory, those four options are Cat People from 1982. That was Mark's choice. Yeah. (laughs) I'm excited for this one. Dark Summer from 2015. That was Ash's choice.
1: Oh, Dark Summer. I'm a Dark Summer. (laughs)
0: Uh, 1980s Terror Train. That was my choice. (laughs) (laughs) And finally, a listener pick that we didn't mention last week, but we actually added it after our recording last week. So we're tossing this one on the poll. And this is 2000's Cherry Falls. Come on, pop it. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. Oh God. It's actually about virgins, which I didn't have any idea. And so yeah, I would not be upset if that won. Actually, I'd be really excited if that one won.
1: Brittany Murphy's in it too.
0: Yeah, it's like a slasher film where they're killing virgins at the school, so they have to like lose their virginity or something in order to stay alive.
1: Why are the sluts always getting killed in horror movies? Exactly. Why can't they be final girls too? (laughs) Damn right. Um. So
0: Again, head over cinefessions.com and vote for which of those Scream Factory releases you'd like us to review on that fifth and final w- week of our upcoming Scream Factory arc. arc. That, uh, that poll's going to close on Sunday, March 19th at 11.59 p.m. So make sure you get on there and vote for your favorite, whichever it might be. So have you guys seen Cherry Falls? No.
1: Me neither. Yes. I wonder if Brittany Murphy's naked in it. Ash, you said you've seen it?
2: I've seen it. I honestly don't remember if anyone gets naked in it cuz we watched it on the Sci-Fi channel so it was edited. Oh. Off.
0: Yeah. And that's what I was going to say. That was one thing that I've heard was kind of disappointing about this release from Scream Factory is that they were only able to get their hands on like the the television cut. Really? And apparently they apparently there is a um like an unrated uncensored cut from the UK, but it's owned by a different company and so really? Scream Factory was not able to Uh, get their hands on that one to release it so
1: so is this an edited tv version we're watching Then,
0: you know i don't know how edited it is i have no idea um but i've heard that this is the version they show on tv now i don't know if there are more cuts if they're actually playing it on cable television but it's not the full uncut version i do know that i don't know what the time difference is or anything
1: i did not know that that's disappointing
0: yeah, that's what I've read. Um I haven't uh, verified that. That's just what I was uh reading initially. But so
1: Brittany Murphy, she's naked in eight mile, right? Do you see her blue yeah. right there? Yep. Oh well okay, at least I got that on DVD. Yeah, there you go. Okay. I'll need to get that Brittany on DVD. Murphy fix. Right. Yeah. I really you know what, I really want to see her naked and clueless. Yeah. <laughs> she she was gonna really be pretty and clueless, mm-hmm, but then she I is. know how old she was at the time, so I right. might have to edit this later. Yeah, Mark, she was only 12 in Clueless. Uh, We're going to have to look into your brother's (laughs) history. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) She she plays a high schooler. (laughs) Uh, I said too much.
0: So I guess the the version that we're going to see is is still an R-rated version, but they had to cut things out to maintain the R-rated version. And I guess there's kind of a – like whatever and now, i don't know if it's an nc 17 cut or just an unrated cut or whatnot i
1: i have no problems if they you know use elements from the uk or they use elements from the sci-fi channel but then they mm-hmm. have the dirtier elements like you know that's not as clean mm-hmm. you know interest just right type of thing um but yeah if it's a tv cut i'm kind of bummed by that but i still haven't seen the movie, so i can't really complain about it but i'm hoping it's good hey let's let's vote on that one, folks.
0: Alright so Ash You have a couple weeks worth of uh, media Watching to talk about so what have you done In the world of media
2: Uh, I've been watching White Rabbit Project Uh, That's the Mythbusters um, Side squad I I knew with Grant And uh, Terry and Tori. Tori And I can't remember the other one Guys Oh, the guy's oh, Tori Carry, That's the one. But they do a, a show on Netflix called White Rabbit Project. Um, yeah, well, yeah, I'm brain dead. Uh, <laughs> but uh, they, uh, uh, it's actually kind of interesting. They're not doing myth busting, but they are doing some experiments and stuff like that based off of uh, a subject, and they do tests and stuff like that, just like they did on um, on uh, MythBusters. Only it's related to that. Um and some of them are pretty cool. Uh, some of them were just like, really, come on, guys. Um, Mm -hmm. but it wasn't. It's not bad. I I've enjoyed it. Um, let's see. The other thing I watched in totality was the Santa Clarita Diet. Oh, okay. Which I actually enjoyed. I I can't remember. Someone said that they. I remember hearing somebody say that they didn't like it at all. Um, I
0: think uh I know Chris was talking about it, he didn't like it. I don't know if that's who you were hearing it from, but that's who I knew that watched it.
2: Uh I don't I don't remember. Yeah. It, see my wife and I got into it. Um mm-hmm. uh but we yeah, we related to the characters quite a bit. Uh so we were yeah, hmm. it was like, Oh my god, it's us as a as a couple trying to survive this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she she's like, I would totally have to kill my own people and it's like, uh-huh. uh <laughs> Uh, it's funny. I thought it was hilarious. Um, Drew Barrymore is great in it. She just kind of throws all into it. And it's just, yeah, yeah. I, and poor Nathan Fillion. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, the, I mean, the episode titles are pretty, pretty funny too. Like the second episode is we can't kill people. Uh, the third episode <laughs> is we can kill people.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I it just say, you know, it, and it's, it's interesting because, you know, they're, it's like, we can't do this. We're realtors. So yeah, it's just, it's, it's funny. There's a lot of funny moments to it. It's not, and they didn't do laugh track or anything like that. So, you know, you know, prompted the laugh, but the, just the good. situations they get into are great. Uh, and, and the, the expressions on the one, on the, the lead guy's face is hilarious. Now I enjoyed that. Um, the, the effects were pretty good. Um, it's not, not nearly as gory as I thought it was going to be. Um, but, uh, when they do it, like, when, like, uh, at one point she, like, bites into somebody that sprays everywhere. (laughs) Oh, awesome. (laughs) Like, wow. Um, (laughs) so it's a really good horror comedy, I think, but, um, it might, it might actually be something you could watch, like, with couples, I think, honestly. Yeah. It's kind of got that dark humor, but it's not so dark as to, like, you know, freak people out, so. (laughs) Right. So what? So I enjoyed that. Um, but Mark, that, did
1: you I, watch that one? I did. That was my uh, that was my uh, I guess Netflix uh, TV challenge for the month. Oh, that's right. But I did finish that, and yeah, I I loved it. I thought good. everything was funny. Um, like every character was good. You know, the daughter was awesome. The next door neighbor kid was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, h- the him being you know sandwiched between two different rival cops was hilarious. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. It, like it's dirty. It's funny. And not dirty like sexual, but just like the language is dirty, like they're foul. You know, when it, when it comes to foul language, mm-hmm. um, you talk about birds a lot. <laughs> Get it? Um, <laughs> I don't want to hit the chickens. Anyways, um, yeah. Okay, that, that bombed. That bombed. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it, it's. I thought it was very funny. It's ten episodes, or half hour each. You can finish the show off in five hours. Uh, yeah. I, I think it's totally worth uh, your time to check it out. I I laughed out loud in every episode good
2: the other, the other thing i the other thing is we're doing a deadliest catch catch up off of hulu so yeah oh, that's, okay that's taking that kind of took a backseat to other stuff we've been watching so we're slowly yeah. working our way to that
0: good awesome so that everything the past couple of weeks here then
2: pretty much yeah it's i've been pretty busy with the house and stuff so.
1: right now yeah.
0: very good and uh what about you mark
1: Oh, I did a few things. Um, let's <laughs> no, see here. He
2: didn't. <laughs>
1: right. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so I finished, uh, Santa Clarita diet. Um, I'm also on episode nine of Westworld. Oh, okay. Like, I keep forgetting to talk about the TV I've watched just because yeah. I find movies should supersede, but you know, I just forget. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, uh, I've, I, I, uh, I'm on episode nine of Westworld and I'm late to the party. Because I know the show ended, uh, you know, uh, about a month, month and a half ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just watching it now. But I'm in awe of the show. It is fantastic.
0: Is it a uh, 10 episode season?
1: Yeah, it's 10 episodes. Okay. And The episodes average about an hour apiece. I think the first episode was like an hour, 10 an hour, 15. Mm. Um, but like the cast is amazing. There's tons of nudity, and not oh, okay. just boobies, but you see penises to ladies. So it's so like, <laughs> enough of the book is Mark. Well, you see Dick 2. Uh, and <laughs> Big Dick. Like, actually, I was like, holy fuck, uh, that's, that's an impressive piece, you know? <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, uh, the, the uh, show no, it, itself, it's really good. Uh, have you watched any of that at all, you guys? Any Westworld? No,
2: I hadn't. No? I, was, I was kind of interested in it. I just hadn't. Uh, I don't have HBO, so. Okay. I, I'm waiting for Game of Thrones to finish, and then I'll get HBO Go for a month and and then uh, <laughs> call it good. Yeah,
0: yeah, I haven't seen it either. Definitely yeah, it, want to check it out.
1: It, it's worth it. But this is from a guy who's you know bought six seasons of uh, Game of Thrones and haven't watched any of it yet. So yeah, I got you know, three of them sitting over there and haven't watched them. But <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So I I totally recommend uh, Westworld. I'm excited to see how it ends. I probably won't get a chance to watch it uh, this weekend. Um, but uh, I know I asked you, uh, and you answered, but, but
0: answer me again. Have you seen the film Westworld?
1: No. Okay.
0: Yeah. I I know we talked about it before. Say it again. I'm sorry. I have a thing against
1: Yul Brenner. Oh, okay. I don't really. I just (laughs) Yeah. I, I like You it. never know. Like it's you, it's you, who knows. He came, came over for supper last night. And I'm like, Yeah, hey, I got <laughs> Shepherd's Pie, I got some Shepherd's Pie. Anyways, he's dead, <laughs> so that was weird. Um
2: Oh God.
1: Yeah, uh yeah, so uh that's the T V that I watched. Um as for movies, um I got three more uh challenge films under my belt. Awesome. Um, I got the letter Q, so I selected uh Q, the Winged Serpent, which L- is yeah. a Scream Factory film. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked it. Uh, I didn't like the special effects. Uh, I thought they were very dated. A lot of stop motion. Um, it looked actually pretty bad. Mm-hmm. But set in the backdrop of like a pre-Giuliani, dirty, grindhouse New York. It was really cool. Um, those who've never heard of it. Uh, to be honest, I I only bought this because it was one of those cheapies during, I think, Summer of Fear from Scream Factory. And I'm like, it, I didn't know much about it, um, but it looked like a barbarian film because you just see like the, the 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 serpents. I'm like, oh, is it like a witch and warriors thing? I I just don't like that type of film. Um, but they actually Paris State building, so it's not. Um, <laughs> but pretty much what it is is like late late 70s, early 80s, New York, and um, somebody is killing people, and at the same time, people are being picked off skyscrapers, and they're falling to their death or they're you know, partially eaten corpses are being uh, found, you know, at the site of the crime. Um, so it's up to David Carradine, who plays a police officer to uh, try to solve the puzzle. And, uh, while it's not really a uh, spoiler since it's called Q the Winged Serpent, um, there is a winged serpent that, uh, is hiding inside somewhere of New York City. And uh so half the movie is finding out why people are dying on the ground and then how to kill the bird in the air. Um hmm. so again, I, I liked I like the idea of it because it's set in, you know, at the time modern day. Um but this movie is screaming for a remake because the special effects are pretty bad now. Um and the fact that you know Godzilla's popular again and you got King Kong coming this year, and you got Pacific Room 2 coming. And as well, there's a movie called Colossal, which comes out in a few months, which is interesting the shit out of me. Um, if you haven't seen that, I believe Neon, which is the new company from uh, from a Draft House, they've actually, I guess, got the rights to it. So they're going to be releasing that in a few months to theaters. Um, and the idea of that movie—if nobody's ever heard of it—it's um, mm-hmm. about this girl who wakes up. One morning or one day, whatever, at the same time of a kaiju attack in her city. But what's weird is that every movement she makes, the monster makes. (laughs) So I'm not sure how that's going to translate, like you know, storyline wise. Uh, But like, let's say she takes a step to the left. The monster itself takes a step to the left. So it seems that there's a telepathic link between her movements and the monster. But why and how? I guess we'll find out as the movie progresses. So that's called Colossal. And uh, that comes out soon. So, yeah. So, right now, big monsters, you know, terrorizing urban areas seem to be the thing right now. So, why not remake this one? It's in the air. All the other monsters are kind of ground-based. This one is airborne. So, why not have a big dinosaur serpent monster eating people off skyscrapers now? I think that'd be very cool. Um, So, yeah, so I do recommend this movie, but the special effects are left to be desired. So that is Q, the winged serpent. Uh, Then next one uh, for R in my first uh, foray into the alphabet, I watched 2009's Robo Geisha or Robo Geisha. Um, Oh, okay, I've always heard about that one. Yeah, it's from the same guy. Uh, His his name is uh, Noboru Igushi. And he did, uh, Tokyo Gore Police and the Machine Girl, which I didn't like very much. Um, mm. you know, it's a mix of CGI and special and uh, up, like, um, physical application makeup, but the CGI looks really bad. And, <laughs> you know, I have a thing when it comes to action movies where if you shoot someone, like at the latest, the last Rambo film, the muzzle flashes were fake. The bullet holes in people's bodies were fake. It's not squibs. To me, it takes it out com- me out completely of the story because it looks so bad. You yeah, know? we know. That was one of your big complaints about uh, Retribution.
0: Yes. Actually, it might even have been the one before Retribution, whichever the hell
1: that. Any action film that doesn't yeah. mean squibs, it, it bugs the hell out of me. Um, so these movies do that a lot. A lot of arterial spray, a lot of – it's gore for the sake of being gory. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I've owned this movie for a long time, and uh, I believe it was a Christmas gift because I wouldn't have bought it for myself since I didn't like the previous films. So I decided to sit down and finally watch it, and it actually wasn't bad. Um, they've kind of toned down the the mutant of it. Okay. Um, so it's not as excessive. It's still weird, but it's not as in-your-face as the previous movies were, um, which works to its charm. Um so it's about two sisters they're orphaned they uh they're now raised in a uh geisha house geisha I don't know how you pronounce it. I always say geisha but I don't geisha? know if that's right well yeah use that. so they they grew up in a geisha house older sister is a geisha right now younger sister she's being it's kind of a bit of a like a snow white story it's probably Cinderella where you know uh they make her uh they make her feel less less cute so she's doing laundry and 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 chores while the other sister is doing you know geisha work and geisha training mm-hmm. somebody gets you know catches her eye and then you know she becomes the popular one long story short they go to a a company called the uh, nobu steel company i believe it was i don't have my notes in front of me but pretty much they get kidnapped because the company is an evil company and they kidnap girls and then they become assassins for the company um but then they want to one-up each other. So, they keep adding robotic parts to each other. So, the older sister gets a Gatling gun on one of her tits. And mm-hmm. the other Gatling gun is like a pad or like a trigger. So, she, she has to keep hitting one boob to have the other boob shoot. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just weird, you know? Oh, man. And then the other, the younger girl gets, you know, a sword. I guess swords come out of her armpits. <laughs> you know? <laughs> just weird shit like that. Yeah. Um. So... That stuff, you know, the special effects look kind of bad, but then, you know, when they're not in use, like the like the the actual plants for, like, the Gatling gun boob, you know, looks kind of cool. Unless it's in motion, then it's CGI and looks bad. Um, mm-hmm. So the movie itself isn't that bad. But at the end, there's a really bad scene where uh, the younger geisha girl becomes a tank or legs or she's got robotic legs now. And she can transform into a tank. And the special effects are just horrendous. Oh. Um yeah, so just stuff like that. You know, like, I'm I'm not a huge... I don't even know what to call this genre of film. Um, it's like, right. know, late 2000 Japanese gore films. Um, but but are like, they're like, like budget films. Well, I believe this movie was made for like a quarter of a million dollars. Oh, wow. And I, for the quarter of the mill, it actually looks really good. You know, mm-hmm. just the Again, it's made from... It's from 09, So, you know, movies almost a decade old. Obviously, yeah. the CGI would look a lot better now if they redid it, you know? Um, right. But yeah, so do I recommend it? It's, it's not bad. It's not my cup of tea. I'm not into these films, but I'm glad I saw this one. And it's the best of the three I've seen so far. Um, so that's my, uh, that's my R selection. I've got two more I want to talk about if we have time here. Yeah, talk um, away. Not part of the challenge, but one of the uh, late night work movies. I rewatched Needful Things from 1993. Okay, I've not seen, seen that one. Oh, it's okay, it's. Which
2: version st- did you do? Did you watch? Oh, oh
1: it was one? on DVD.
2: Okay, um, I
1: I don't know. Are, are there multiple versions out?
2: There, there is two versions of it. Okay, the, I think the DVD one is um the theatrical cut, which is okay. shorter. Um, there was a uh, um TNT of all places. I think ran an extended cut that was like an extra. 40 minutes. And, oh, okay. And it's like a much better film.
1: Oh, really? But okay. Well, this the, I, would be I the like theatrical the cut.
2: cut. I love the extended cut, but I, can't, I can never find the extended cut on video anywhere or anything. So. Oh,
1: I wasn't aware of that. That's interesting. Um, I didn't mind the theatrical cut. Um, so for those who have never seen it before... It's about this small town Castle Rock in Maine, which most of Stephen King's books uh, are uh, situated in Maine, Bangor or Castle Rock. I was wondering if that was a Stephen
0: King. I couldn't remember. I was actually just looking it up.
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, so the town—it's like a—it's a you know small you know town, and this new store opens up to a lot of kerfuffle from the from the townsfolk because it's a stranger moving in. Uh, his name is Leland Gaunt, and he uh, starts a store called Needful Things, which to the person walking in has items that they desire. You know, anything you can kind of dream of, you can get there. So Leland Gaunt is played by the amazing Max von uh, Sydow, who you he might know. amazing
2: was, in that yeah, movie. Yeah, oh, he's,
1: he's brilliant. Yeah. He's in brilliant. But the, the whole cast is good. Uh, like uh, Ed Harris plays the sheriff. Uh, Bonnie Bedelia plays Polly, his um, I guess his girlfriend. Uh, she's known as um, John McClane's wife in Die Hard. Um, okay. J.T. Walsh is fantastic. Yeah, he plays uh, Danforth Keaton III, kind of like the town mayor, but he's an asshole, and he is so good in this role. He's always played assholes, which is too bad, uh, but he's fantastic in this role. Uh, Amanda Plummer's in it as well. Um, so pretty much, you know, people go to a store, they get, you know, something that they've always desired and Leland doesn't accept money, but they'll have to do a favor for him down the line. Mm. And then once he gets people, you know, pretty much everybody in town gets something there. And then he starts playing games against, you know, other town folk. It's really cool. And I don't want to, I don't want to blow the, uh, the ending, right. but uh, it's a movie I hadn't seen in a long time, but I've always liked. And the book is great. Um, so if there's like an extra, uh, another cut that adds another forty five minutes, so it's already two hour running time.
0: That's what I was just looking at. It's one hundred and twenty normally, and it takes it to one hundred and eighty three minutes with the added TV cut. I wouldn't mind checking that
1: out just to see yeah. what they added. Hmm. Um, maybe you know. Again, I don't have a DVD copy. Maybe the Blu-ray does have. If there is a Blu-ray for that, I was gonna say I, I, I bet you money there's not a Blu-ray for it, which is too bad. And that'd be something that'd be right up Screen Factory's uh, yeah, alley. <laughs> you know, come yeah. on guys. Get us uh extended kind of needful things. I would buy that in a heartbeat. Um oh, so, yeah, I was so- there oh? is a Blu-ray
0: from really? um, 2026? You know when I said it's from um KL Studio Classics, which I believe is uh Kino Kino Lorber. Kino Lorber yes classics. I remember the cover now that I see it. Yeah, I'm eighty four. Oh, that's cheap. You know what? But and it's
1: a whole bunch
0: <laughs> I of keep cutting you off. I apologize. Oh, what would you say? 120-minute mark. It's it's only the
1: 120-minute version, though. Oh, gotcha. In that yeah. case, I won't uh, I won't double dip on that. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm enjoying those Kino Lorber discs. I've got a whole bunch now, and i got a few that are waiting for me at the border. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, i got some cool stuff coming up, so I'm excited to uh, share that with y'all down the line here. Hell yeah, me too. Yeah. Uh, last one I want to talk about, which I watched last night, which I posted today. Screwballs 2 aka Loose <laughs> Screws. Um maybe I cheated a bit just because I had this under Screwballs 2 but I guess it's known as Loose Screws. Loose Screws Screwball 2. I'll um but I still I still use it as my uh as my S title. Absolutely. Um another uh, Canadian sex exploitation film. <laughs> uh, this one is the story again is like backs like you 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 put the the actual storyline in the backseat of the car because Mm -hmm. it is the boobies driving this movie (laughs) and we see a lot of titties (laughs) Um, yeah so pretty much four high school students they're in grade 12 they fail for the fourth time so they're adults now um they're still trying to score with the high school girls kind of gross whatever um (laughs) <laughs> the principal gives them one last chance, so they go during their summer vacation to the Coxwell Academy so that they can try to graduate. And the <laughs> Coxwell Academy is a uh, its a school for misfits. So we've got misfits girls, we've got misfits guys. Um, the principal, his name is Principal Arsenal. He is uh, played by Mike McDonald, which is a well-known Canadian standard comic. Um, I'm sure if you see his face, you'll, you might've seen him maybe on just for laughs in the U S on the TV show, but he's a well-known Canadian comic. Um, and this film was made in 85. So I'm like, he looks really young there. Um, as well. Oh man, I loved her. Uh, her name is Cynthia Beliveau and she plays, uh, the French teacher Mona Lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, so she uh. is the sexy teacher in this movie. Mm. And the point of the movie is like the four guys, they want, I guess it's like an American pie self thing. They, they want to score. And so they put a point ratio for every sexual act they do, you know, so like if they score, they get 10 points. If they go down, (laughs) they get whatever, right? Yeah. But you get a hundred points if you score with the teacher. So (laughs) part of the film is them each trying to score with their teacher. Um, so like all sexploitation films of the eighties. Um, you watch them now, and they, f- they feel kind of rapey. You know, <laughs> it's like their shenanigans would be kind of hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. breaking and entering, uh, assault, uh, sexual assault. You know what I mean? Oh man! Like it's it, like the thing is, it's like one of those like like Porky's. It's like an aw shucks thing. Oh, like we're peeping in the girl's shower. Shucks, well, John, that's that's so and so, you know. But if you now you're a sexual, you know, You're you're on the sex offender list, yeah. (laughs) But like, like I mentioned in my Instagram post, one of the guys uh, wants to get tutored by the teacher. So she he goes to her house, but she's in the shower. So he just jumps into the shower with her. She mm. doesn't realize it's him. Turns around like, oh my god! And his penalty or his punishment for that, because he gets caught by the principal who wants to bang her as well, <laughs> is he has to write the lines like uh, like Bart Simpson does at the beginning of every <laughs> Simpson episode. So like oh, that's your punishment for trying to like sexually assault your teacher. You right. know what I mean? But again, it's it's a different era. You know, mm-hmm. like making a film like that today probably wouldn't fly. Uh, but right. back then that, again it's it's a sex comedy right um so putting that aside i loved it um mm-hmm. uh, so much nudity and it's all delicious <laughs> oh, like uh, if if the nudity was a a flower it would be a red rose you know if it was <laughs> if it was a chocolate it'd be a big toboron bar like it's the best of the best uh, so i obviously Love. loved it yeah. I watched it with Melissa last night. She liked it too, probably not as much as I did. Right, but you know, if you can appreciate the female form, there's a lot to appreciate in this movie. Um, it's also silly. The comedy actually falls flat. It's not that funny. But again, it's not. It's not meant to be like mm-hmm. you're not watching this for the jokes. You're watching this for the boobs. Um, so I highly recommend it. Um, again. Uh, I'd watch it probably later at night when you know your kids are in bed, or if you're living with mom and dad once they're gone to bed, because um, <laughs> it'd be really weird to watch this with your parents. Um, <laughs> but again, though, you know if you're comfortable with your parents, who you gives a fuck, right? High five. Right. So, you know, whatever. But yeah, I, I really recommend this film. So uh, if you're into this exploitation and you love uh, Canadian exploitation films. Because this one looks like it was filmed in Hamilton, Ontario. Mm. <laughs> because have- oh, one more thing! Uh One of the main guys in the movie, his name is uh, Brian G- Genesis G- Genesis. There's okay. G e n e s s e. He looks like po- like a young Poly Shore, but mm. I kind of popped when I saw him because he's in. He's in a lot of uh, direct-to-video movies from the '90s, which I loved when Cinemax. When I used to have Cinemax as a kid, mm-hmm. uh, he was in uh, one that I really liked was Project Shadow Chaser Two, which the Project Shadow Chaser series needs a Blu-ray release. They are so good. It's 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 such a Terminator ripoff. but in this one, the robot is like this really tan guy with a with a white um, with a white flat top. Not white. It's it's like bleach, blonde, almost white. Uh, I'm sure if you saw his face, like, I don't know the guy. Like, I don't remember the guy's name. But he was in a lot of, like, you know, mid-90s action movies, like direct-to-video. Mm-hmm. There's one called Project Shadow Chaser 3000. It's like Terminator, but in space. It is so good. It is so good. I would love to get a release on the Shadow Chaser series um, just for its, like, Cinemax... Awesomely badness, hmm. uh, but I like that kind of shit. So yeah, so pretty much that's all I've uh, I've watched, uh, which is I guess a lot. Um, yeah, but you know this is all I'm going to talk about. There's a few more, but you know we can't spend all night on this. Did so, you catch the uh, the the young Jim Carrey cameo in
0: uh, Screwball in uh,
1: Loose Screws? No, uh, I've read I because I did a bit of uh, research when I did my uh, Instagram post. And, yeah, uh, no, I didn't notice Jim Carrey in the film at all.
0: And yeah, apparently, he's... Demi Moore's in it too. Yeah, that's what I was just reading. But they're and like I
1: uncredited don't... roles. Like, it's just they're kind of in the background. You might do, but if if they're in the background when there's a titty on scene on, on, right. on the screen, uh, I did not notice. Them, <laughs> exactly. So I might have to watch it again. Aww. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> what did you watch? Not a damn thing.
0: What? I, um, have been, have been stuck playing FIFA 16. That's pretty much been my life, but, um, yeah. So let me, let me just tell a quick annoying story here first. Um, so obviously we wanted to, because we're doing the Screen Factory arc, we wanted to own these movies. And so I looked through my online list To see which of the ones I didn't own, and so I, you know, I bought Ninja Three, and according to my online list, I didn't own Session Nine. I was like, "Oh, I thought I owned that one, but that's fine." And I'm lazy, so I didn't. When I was downstairs the hundred times in between thinking about it and ordering it, I didn't open my cabinet to double check because I assumed, "Oh, my list is right." So I get it in, and I'm adding it to my my collection, and it's like gives you that error where like you've already added this one. I'm like, "What the fuck?" And so I look on there. And sure enough, it's there. I don't know what's going on. And then I, of course, I went downstairs and I'm like, son of a bitch. So I have, I had an extra copy of session nine that I bought like an idiot. But the point is, I don't know what's going on. And maybe some of our listeners use the same program I do and can tell me if they've had this issue. Um, but I use DVD profiler and I always upload it to the internet. So I get like my lo- most recent information. So when I'm out shopping or wherever, I can just pull it up and say, Oh, do I own that one? No, no, I don't. Or Yes, I do. And of course, that's just a problem that collectors have. I'm not most people have those problems. But yeah. Um, yeah, and so I don't know if anybody else owns DVD Profiler and has ever run into this issue, but I've noticed it multiple times. There are movies that I have on my computer database of DVD Profiler that when I upload it, for whatever reason, they're not showing up. The only thing I could find by Googling it was that I might have – if it was like adult titles – that they, they're they could not show up because you might not have selected the option for them to show up. But that's not the case. Like these aren't hmm. adult titles. I don't know what the hell's going on. So yeah, if anyone owns DVD profile and has had that issue, please reach out to us because I'd love to know if you're able to fix it or if this is something that you've encountered. Um because I'll tell you what, it is fucking annoying because now I had a return session nine. And of course I'm out of ink, so I had to at work had to print out the label and it's like what a pain in the ass, you know? But and then even better I order those on um, uh, Amazon, right? And then mm-hmm. the next day, Scream, or maybe not the next day, but a couple days later, Scream Factory decides they're going to have the Love Is in the Scare, I believe is what they call it, sale. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and. And uh, Ninja Three's not on there, but Session Nine was. Uh, Cherry Falls is another one that's in our poll um, that you, so you guys might want to grab. Uh, Cherry Falls is fifteen ninety nine. Session Nine is fourteen ninety nine. Um, Garbage Pail Kids is one of the collectors editions, fourteen ninety nine. Texas Chainsaw Massacre Two, sixteen ninety nine. Night of the Demons, fourteen ninety nine. Mad Max is only seven ninety nine, and those are all three uh, collectors editions. Um, Return of the Living Dead Invasion, of the Body Snatchers, two more. Uh, Army of Darkness. The Babadook, if you don't own that, $14.99. These are really good deals um, and uh, you get free shipping. And so, it's definitely worth it. Um, and what they always do and watch them not do it this time because I want them to, but usually at the end of these. So, you'll be listening on day five if you're listening to the day uh, the podcast the day this comes out. And so, they'll be the last deal. But normally on the the six, the, last, the day after the final day of when it's supposed to be done, yeah. they usually put all of the titles back up for sale. Oh, do and so, yeah. So, I can't remember everything there was. There was Child's Play on day two. Yeah. Um, today's <laughs> Dead Ringers. Yesterday was... Exorcist Three. Exorcist Three. Yeah. What and was day one? Bubble Hotep. Bubble Hotep. Thank you. So, I actually, cause I'm obviously, as I've talked about, going for a complete collector's edition of Scream Factory titles. So, I actually need all of those. And so, I'm hoping, um, I, I, might be on my cruise when this happens. If I actually no, I should be the day I leave. So I would be driving. So I'll be spending money while I'm driving. Um, but um I'm gonna try to grab all of these. It's gonna be very expensive since I don't know if I can afford it, but I'm definitely going to try to get all of them because I need all of them to you know help help complete my collection along with some other things. So um other ones that I was gonna pick up was Fender Bender because I've heard that one's pretty good. It was only 1099. Uh Cockneys versus Zombies is only four ninety nine. Stung is only seven ninety nine
1: okay, oh. versus Zombies is not good. Oh, okay. Good to know. I saw it that's on good. Netflix and... Oh, I yeah? Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, that's good to know. But definitely check it out. Uh, Love is in the Scare, Scream Factory. If you just search... Uh, I think you pull it up through their Facebook. They don't have a very... Um, readable url for it it's like cart.shoutfactory.com backslash love 2017 uh, so you could try that but you'll find it if you just google it uh it's the love is in the scare contest from scream factory you follow them on twitter they post about it every day if you follow them on facebook they do as well um so something that our listeners might be interested in especially given the fact that we are coming up on our scream factory arc it's very relevant so
1: yeah definitely I worth cool. checking out I placed two orders during that sale so far. Awesome. So I think I'm good now. So unless right. something really good happens tomorrow, but mm-hmm. uh I th- I think I'm 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 pretty good. Yeah, I think yeah. I have like ten titles coming to me. So. <laughs> That's awesome.
0: Yeah, and so, like I've been saying, or like I said, I, I've just been obsessed with FIFA 16, so I've managed to log more hours into that than I did Madden 17, which is just shocking to me. Madden has me listed as 62 hours, while FIFA has me logged for 64, which I added some of that yesterday again, but it's just ridiculous. Like, I can't believe I actually played uh, either of those games for as long as I have. Like, I scoff at the idea of playing, like, a 40-hour RPG or something, yeah. because, like, I just can't imagine myself ever playing a 40 hour RPG, yet, there I am playing my sports games for 60 plus hours, which is just crazy to me. And I absolutely love that the Xbox One tracks that. Um, I really wish the, uh, the PS4 tracked your time played also. That'd be so cool. But, um, and then the other day I felt like a teenager again, and, uh, <laughs> so I, I had work the next morning, um, but I put on some FIFA 16. It was probably around eight, nine at night, you know. Um, I was just planning on playing a little bit. Well, I was, uh, finally reaching the transfer period in my, my season where you can sign players from other teams. Um, so in the English Premier League, you can, you can do that right from the start. The transfer window is right at the beginning of the season and, and plus, uh, but in the MLS, which is where I'm, I've started now, uh, my Philadelphia Union, um, franchise, um, you, you have to play for a couple of months, two or three months before you actually get to a transfer window. And so I've been waiting so long for this. Like I was excited. And so finally I got there. And so I kept playing. And before I knew it, it was fucking two AM. I had to be up for work in like five hours. And I was like, oh boy. Um <laughs> But you know, even though I couldn't believe how late it was, it was totally worth it. I, I only ended up signing one player throughout the whole thing. Uh, because in the Premier League. Those franchises are—they have—you have so much money to work with because it's such a big deal mm-hmm. over there. You know what I mean? Where in the MLS, you're working with significantly less money, but you're still trying to sign the guys that are overseas. You know because those are the best players in the world, and so they're going to require these huge um, amount of money. The clubs are going to require for you to to buy them, and you just don't get it in in the MLS teams. Um, and so I only ended up signing one guy. It was a, a center back, um, but. I think he's going to be great. You know, he doesn't have a great overall right now, but he's, I feel like he's just going to be awesome for me. Actually, he's only 21 years old. So uh, I'm excited about that. But, and Frank, I didn't really need a lot because my uh, Philadelphia Union squad's actually on top of the MLS right now by a pretty good margin. But, um, I definitely have some weak spots that I need to deal with and it's mostly on my, uh, in my defense. So I really want to win the league and I feel like I needed to address those, which, um, I had one, one piece put into place, but I definitely need more. But so I know no one really gives too much of a shit about my, (laughs) about my FIFA 16 talk, but that's all I've got to talk about this week. So you're gonna have to deal with it. But, and, um, what was that? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Um,
1: it's all good. We all like different things, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Right. Um, I also, Oh, go ahead.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) What
1: were you going to say? No, nothing. It's
0: all good. Okay. Uh, also, I listened to the um, Pure Heroine album from Lord, and uh, it was fantastic. I really like her voice. I had it's apparently like four years old, which that's news. I didn't know about it, I guess. But I and oh, I had no four, idea. Four, three. Oh, okay, I had no idea she sung some of those songs that I heard on the album. I just didn't didn't realize it was her. She's really good and popular.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, actually, I own that album because I like it a lot. And, yeah, uh, I like female singers yeah do. definitely and apparently she's releasing a new track i just saw it on twitter a few minutes oh. ago awesome. uh she's praise the lord lord's new single is expected to drop soon
2: okay uh,
1: March 7th so i'm curious to see how it sounds but I'll prefer, yeah definitely. i don't buy singles i'll buy the album when it comes out but
0: uh yeah i'm I, again using my free trial of apple music and so that's how i've been listening to most of my uh, non-vinyl things but mm-hmm. Yeah, so I gave that one 4 stars and I also listened to the Tales from the Dark Side album from Waxwork Records. Um it was pretty good. Nothing that really blew me away at all, but I mean it's definitely a solid score. Uh it's uh, it's just not it doesn't stand out. Like it it feels like a pretty standard horror score, if that makes sense. Nothing Sure? Yeah, nothing really unique to it, I guess. But still good. Um yeah, so I uh, yeah, so I think I only need like four more albums, maybe five to reach my goal for the year of my new ones. I'm going to actually have the uh, brand new vinyl release from Our Lady Peace arriving at my door tomorrow. Um, it's a vinyl release of their Clumsy album, which uh, is just filled with fantastic songs. I'm excited to actually listen to it for the first time from beginning to end. Um, and I'm hoping to listen to it as soon as I get it, frankly, tomorrow because I'm excited about it. I actually ordered that one back in December um, and it was supposed to come out in like the beginning of January, but it got yeah. delayed. Okay. And so, it's finally coming out now. It's finally out now. And so, I'm really, really excited about it. I love Our Lady Peace. And I always hear that this is their best album. And I know the songs I know from the album are some of the best Our Lady Peace songs. So, really excited about that one. It should be awesome. And I'm definitely going to report back on that one next uh, next episode. But,
1: yeah. yeah. I'm not a huge fan because they're a Canadian band. And they right. are so overplayed on oh, the radio. Right. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Um, so, th- did you finally... Um, Put money towards the thing uh, soundtrack from uh, Waxworks.
0: I didn't. That's a good point, though. I forgot no, I... to mention that. Um, yeah. So, as some of you might know, um, that are listening, Waxwork Records is releasing the thing uh, score on vinyl this year, and they just put up the pre-orders a couple days back. And so the the uh, collector's edition or limited edition, special edition. I think it's special edition. Whatever the hell it's called. Yeah. They marked it at seventy dollars, which that was very surprising to me. It's ten tracks, sure the I liked the album uh, cover and the cover art, and I liked the record better, like the vinyl better, but I for seventy dollars there's there was no way I was gonna do that one and frank and and it didn't matter anyway because nobody. That wasn't a, a subscriber to Wax Records, even had a chance to buy it because it was sold out before it went public, as far as I understand oh, it. Or
1: no, nope, nope. I had the chance to buy one. But oh, I did you? Yeah, okay, I, but I didn't want to spend seventy bucks on it. Gotcha. But I know it's sold out now. It's sold out very quickly. Uh, unless because now they re, they reopened the um, the pre order, so I'm yeah. not sure if that because I know this morning it was still available. Um, okay, because a lot of people were buying cop- uh, multiple copies and then flipping them on eBay right away.
0: Yeah, and Waxwork said, fuck you, we're yeah. canceling your order, which is fucking awesome. Good for them. Um, it's just, yeah, so much bullshit with that. And so I'm so glad that a company finally decided to say fuck you to the scalpers and, uh, yeah. and help their fans. Reason,
1: another reason why I didn't buy the uh, special edition, just because mm-hmm. one, was 70, and two, uh, it said that it came in a breakaway ice case. Yeah. Now, I was afraid that you would have to ruin the, the packaging yeah, no. because, like the, yeah, the one for Fight Club, you have to mm-hmm. tear it open. So, like, I, got, I, I have a friend yeah. who actually bought two, and I'm like, well, I'm not going to buy two copies. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So that's another reason why I didn't buy the uh, the deluxe edition.
0: I was wondering that too, but I felt like as I was looking at it, that it, it was not something that you actually physically had to destroy, but it's just the breakaway because like it's showing the ice splitting. Yeah. I thought maybe that's what they're talking about, but I don't know. I could be absolutely wrong and I have no idea, but
1: oh, I'm looking at the thing right now in waxworks and yeah. the, uh, the snow edition, which is the standard edition is yeah. sold out and uh, that's the, yeah. And there's no way to actually get, the uh other edition, so yeah it's yeah. sold out the pre-orders are sold out yeah
0: and the ones that they put back up was actually a re the repressing and so the original oh. editions are gone they were gone the day of and then they yeah. announced the day after that hey we're gonna put more up for repressing so the one that you bought mark you should get you should that should be shipping in about four weeks Two to four weeks, I think they said. And then the repressings will be that you pre-ordered like today and yesterday. Eight, Those will eight be weeks. eight weeks. Right. So, yeah. But I don't know. I just – I couldn't. I was on the page, had it in my cart, the Snow Edition, so the Standard Edition, and yeah. couldn't pull the trigger. I Frankly, I didn't like the art that much and the Snow White – vinyl didn't wow me at all and 36 bucks is
1: nicer it
0: is yeah and 36 bucks for 10 tracks Ah, i just i couldn't do it 360 a track it's not a terrible and i'm sure i have some downstairs that i paid about that for but that mixed with the fact that my wife has been giving me bad looks every anytime another vinyl arrives lately uh i just i couldn't do it so i ended up not not getting it uh i might be something i regret later i don't know but I, I mean, think,
1: it I is <laughs> Just yeah. because, like, is. I'm looking at the tracks. Sure, there's only 10 tracks, but like you can only put like 22, 25 minutes of music per side anyways. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, it's 10 tracks and like some of the tracks are over five minutes long. Like on tr- on site, there's only four tracks, but one's 626, one, one's 505, one's 447. And it's yeah. a fucking Carpenter score. So you're going to dig it in, But it's, you know? Carpenter didn't do the score. That's uh, Enzo or whatever. Oh, that's right. You're correct. Okay. Yeah, see, um, what we, I'm i can
2: barely
0: hear you to... i'm sorry i don't mean to cut you off i just can't hear you what'd you say no,
2: no, it, it's it's well I, isn't it seven dollars a track for starters not not
0: oh if if it was 70 i was just talking about the standard edition which was 36 dollars uh-huh. yeah, pretty yeah. Um, right but, I, I meant with shipping you're right 30 yeah,
2: it's 32 not an actual, so 38 with shipping yeah it's not an actual carpenter score though it's a uh, neo maricon isn't it
0: Yes, and that's that's the other reason it, because I love Carpenter. Oh my God, that's the other thing I listened to. I didn't talk about John oh. Carpenter's Lost Themes two. It's good, eh? dude. He, I, how, how is he so fucking good? Like at his scores, it is fucking amazing. God, I love it so much. I have to get Lost Themes one. I know you said Lost Themes two was better, but I
1: liked it more. Yeah,
0: yeah, I have to still get the first one. Well, it of is course. oh, it's he's just so fucking good, man. Just, like just, I want to. Like, Th- this, I was just say, like, I want him to make a music. movie based <laughs> off of it. Oh sure. But, <laughs> but I just wh- find like
1: synth music like that like his music is back in right now. That's mm-hmm. the end thing. Yeah. Um so if there's a Lost Teams Three, I'll gladly pick it up right away. Oh,
0: absolutely. So good. And thank you for reminding me about that. because I have to add that to my list, which I forgot about, but you're welcome. <laughs> but yeah, so um I I'm excited to see, to hear your thoughts on, and hopefully you listen to it when, uh, pretty closely after you get it. So, uh, I can, I can know, cause I'm really interested to see, um, if you think uh, how much you like it, which I'm sure it's going to be great. Um, I know there's people out there who hate waxwork for whatever reason. I'm definitely not one of those. I like everything that they've, um, released. I haven't had any problems with them. Um, but I just, for whatever reason, this one, I just, I didn't, uh, it didn't work for me, and so I it, didn't do it. But
1: it, it isn't the most colorful packaging this time, but mm-hmm. it does suits the theme of the film, you know? Yeah. Um, I like their work a lot. I don't buy their, like, $90 collector's editions. Like, mm-hmm. it was the Warriors when they reissued that, uh, that score. Right. Um, I just bought the regular edition just because I didn't need the whole back patch and all the specials. I just mm-hmm. want the music, you know? And the, I love that score. Like, I don't buy all their releases. Like, I won't do their, you know, 2017 catalog, you know, where you get, like, five discs. Right. So, one, because it's super expensive with the exchange rate here in Canada. Oh, Yeah. Um, but a lot of movies, I just don't, like, if the score isn't memorable to me, I, I just don't want it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I, I pick and choose when it comes to vinyl soundtracks. Um, and what I do have from them, I like a lot. I yeah. also like the Mondo stuff a lot. Yeah, absolutely. They're, they're boutique distributors, you know. Um, right. Now, as vinyl is getting bigger and bigger, I think vinyl oversold CDs last year or some stupid thing. Um, we're going to see more boutiques. So we're going to see more product, and we just have to pick and choose what we want and not get everything that comes out. That's interesting. I bet that's dollars, probably not units, right? Oh, dollars for sure.
0: Yeah. Okay. Oh, because yeah. I was gonna say because vinyl is so fucking expensive compared to the <laughs> to CDs nowadays. Yeah, but it's interesting because I was uh, reading an article about. Um, vinyl collecting and um this guy who used to collect and then had to sell his collection and then bought it back and just talking about how 10 years ago albums he could literally go to the store and buy for a dollar, 50, 60, 75 cents are now 15, 20 dollars because of the resurgence of vinyl and it's the same thing, same shit. It's just that much more expensive. It's like, damn, I wish I got into this when it
1: was cheap, you know, but well, you can that's how get it works. cheap vinyl. It's just it's used vinyl, you know? Like you go to a flea market and there's so oh, okay. much vinyl out there, you know. I was going to say um, yeah
0: cuz like the the record store I go to, the one that's that's close to me, their shit is is so expensive. I found the guest score from Mondo, which is kind of difficult to find. But I just didn't have all the funds because I had was buying a couple other things. Sure. Um, but even the used copy, he wanted thirty dollars for it. Now, frankly, sure. that's not, that's not a bad price, but it's still thirty dollars either way you cut it. You know what I mean? And so I couldn't do it with the other things. I was definitely getting so. Yeah.
1: Well, when I first started collecting vinyl, I was going for like some some scores, mm-hmm. but I also wanted stuff that isn't usually on vinyl today. So like a lot of new wave stuff. Like I wanted older. Records, you know, some okay. '50s uh, rock, some '70s punk, some '80s new wave. Mm. Now I'm getting pretty much anything under the sun. But yeah. when I first started, you know, you go to a flea market and you can get some really sweet classic rock albums like five, six bucks. Right now, you know, the jacket's pretty banged up, but yep. if the disc, who gives a fuck? You know, yeah. Like I, I can't be a collector of everything. I'll collect stuff, but not everything is going to be you know bagged and boarded. Although a lot of my albums are bagged, but. It came with the bag, so whatever, you know. Right. But
0: see, so. I'm, yeah, and that's the thing, like I don't I've had at the used uh, at the record store they have used and new. Um and I've had some in my hand I, like I had the um Simon and uh, Simon and Garfunkel, I forget which album. Uh, I think it was their biggest one, but I can't remember the name of it right now. But I had it in my hand and it was a decent price, but like the it was the, the cover was ripped like ripped in half almost uh, like okay. coming off and I was just like, ah, like I want this, but I want to own it for a while. And I feel like if I buy this, it's not going to last. And it's, it's just going to fuck it up. Like it's the vinyl is going to get messed up. Yeah. And so I'm, I, I agree with you, but I definitely think there's kind of a, a line that I don't want to cross either with the quality of it.
1: Oh, true. Like, you know, if there's an album I really want, I'll mm-hmm. buy it new before I'll buy it used. Yeah. But let's say there's a band I like, but I don't know what the album's like. Like mm-hmm. I've never heard that album before. But there's a song that I like on it. You know, I'll pay the five bucks to buy the vinyl used. Yeah. And if I like it a lot and if the disc is really scratched up, then I'll buy I'll buy it new somewhere else, you know? Right. But just like, you know, I got five bucks and there's a rock album. I don't know these guys, but the album cover looks cool. I'll mm-hmm. buy it. Yeah. No. So, but like everything else, you know? Right. I just, I,
0: I love it so much. Like I love putting on the vinyl and putting on the record and just, you know, listening. Like I said, it's I normally listen to it
1: crack open a dude
0: yeah Yeah, man don't i wish but usually my drug is playing fifa at this point and so (laughs) i put that on and i just it's so good friends are my (laughs) anti-drug all right so we are this is going to be a long episode
1: that's two weeks worth of stuff that's that's right
0: all right so we actually have a uh, question of the week that I want to talk about real quick. And this is from Brent on Twitter. So thank you very much, Brent. Yeah, he asks, uh, there, there were a lot of superhero movies and television shows released in 2016. What would be your two superhero powers? Try to be as original or lesser known as possible. So again, thank you so much for the fun question, Brent. We really appreciate uh, you you always listening and interacting with us every week. It's it's very appreciated. So thank you, um, as always. So, Yes. Which two superpowers would you guys like? And I'll, I'll start, um, cause I don't know if you guys thought about it at all. Um, but I'll, I'll start off this, this, uh, this week here. Sure. So my, my two powers, the first one would be the power to, uh, basically like control my energy, I guess. So, uh, what I mean by that is like I would your never. Aura?
1: You're gonna control your aura?
0: My, my aura? No. <laughs> Like my energy levels. So I like I would never have to sleep. Um, I'd never feel tired. I'd be able to stay awake 24 hours a day, seven days a week if I wanted to. But I'd also be able to sleep whenever I wanted as well. I just wouldn't need it. So it would be a choice that I would make. Um, So that would be my first one. Because I'd be so productive, I'd have all, so much more time to do things. Um, and my second one would be the power to manipulate time. And I think that one's probably a more obvious choice, but it's something that I find myself like fantasizing about frequently. I don't know why, but it's just like, if I had the power to pause this and do whatever, you know, so not only could I pause time for as long as I wanted, I could speed it up or slow it down as I wanted and, you know, reverse it and whatnot. And it would give me the ability to do so much, like, you know, you could dodge bullets if you needed to, you know, stuff like that. Um, yeah. and it would also allow me to travel, uh, at the, at the fastest pace possible because I, you start, pause time, do my traveling and then start again. And then it would be as if no time had passed. And, it, you know, it would just be incredible. And as a caveat, I would age only as time went on. So I wouldn't age if, if time was paused. So those would be my two superpowers. I would love both of those. So, what about you guys?
1: Well, I'll be honest with you. I'd probably be a supervillain. <laughs> <Don't laughs> Obviously, think I'd be a superhero. Just because I want wealth. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I'm gonna go, and I'm also a pervert. So I'm gonna go with. <laughs> I'm gonna go with invisibility. Okay. So just go in and out of banks and get cash. Um, and I'd probably go with X-ray vision so I can just look under people's blouses. <laughs> <laughs> of course you would. Sometimes, you know, they're wearing a really nice brooch and I'm wondering, I'm wondering <laughs> what kind of clasp they have behind it. And, you know, I'm not just going to go up to someone and say, hey, can I see the clasp behind your brooch? But if I a vision, I could tell right away without even disturbing somebody. Yeah, absolutely. So invisibility and X-ray vision. Or pretty much uh, it'd be invisibility and brooch vision because I just want to see brooches. (laughs) Brooches and pins.
0: Oh, God. We must have a huge female listener base. So huge. (laughs) So big. (laughs) Oh, God. All right. So very good. What about you, Ash? What are your two superpowers?
2: I'm going to go with shape-shifting. Okay. Ability to be anyone or anything. I think that'd be awesome. 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 And I think um, the power of suggestion.
0: Oh, okay. So, like Jedi mind trick. Like these are not the droids you're looking for.
2: Or you don't want to run for president. Or right. <laughs> you know, stuff like that. Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. Awesome. I love it.
1: Very yeah, would, cool. So, would you shape shift into a brooch just to fuck me up? <laughs>
0: just to. <laughs> oh. My. oh. You look behind it and it's just Ash's ass.
1: It's like, hey, how am I supposed to – (laughs) yeah.
0: Oh, very good. So, thank you again. (laughs) Thank you again, Brent, uh, for that question. So, if uh, you have a question for the three of us here on the Cinefessions podcast, hit us up using the hashtag InFilmWeTrust for all your questions you'd like us to answer on the show. We're going to do our best to answer all of them. Again, make sure you tweet at us using the hashtag InFilmWeTrust. Or, if you're not on Twitter, call us at 1-302-448-TALK, or email us at com for any question of the week options. All right. So, okay. here we are. Yes. To our reviews of the week. We are actually doing featuring two reviews this week, and it's both of the Resident Evil animated films. So, we will start with the first one. So, let's start with Resident Evil Degeneration from 2008. And as always, there will be spoilers for this film. And the next one, Damnation. So make sure you are, uh, have watched it if you care about spoilers. And so if you do, make sure you hit pause, go watch the film, come on back and hit play, and we will talk about it together. All right. So Resident Evil Degeneration from 2008 was directed by Mikado Kamiya, written by Shotara Suga. And I apologize if I butcher names, but I'm terrible with that. It has I'm an I be. am thank you has an imdb score of 6.6 out of the 24,962 votes uh no metacritic score no tomato tomato meter but it does have an audience score on rotten tomatoes of 57% and i couldn't find anything about the budget so what is your history with resident evil degeneration ash have you ever seen this one before yes okay and um so this was a second viewing or have you seen it multiple times
2: i've seen it at least twice
0: okay very good.
2: Uh, yeah, before that, I, I got it on, um, like, when it first came out on DVD. I, I okay. Wasn't it just a DVD release?
0: I, uh, I own the Blu ray, so it may have initially been just DVD. I don't know. I, I know I do own the Blu ray, but it's one of the Steelbooks that came out when the other Resident Evils went to Steelbook. And so I'm sure the Steelbook, uh, Re- the Blu ray came out after the fact, but I don't know when.
1: Okay. Oh, I've got it on Blu ray, and it's
0: on a Steelbook. Okay. Oh, there you go. Okay and have you seen it before Mark or is this the first time? Uh, no second time. I second watched
1: time. it when I first bought it, I watched it and put it away.
0: <laughs> yeah. This one is, is my second viewing as well. Um, as I mentioned probably 100 times when I first started trying to do podcasting on the website, um, I was going to review through all of the Resident Evil movies and then I had some problems so it stopped. But um, this was uh, one of the ones I watched at that time in prep for a review, which I don't think ever ha- – uh, I never released. But yeah, so this is the second time I was watching this. And um, yeah, the, do you want to know what I gave it the first time on IMDb?
1: Hmm. Okay. So this is probably about what, six, seven years ago?
0: Eight years? Um, let's see, probably five to six to seven, somewhere. Five to seven, yeah.
1: Okay, five to six. Uh, so you divide the maturation process <laughs> by three, seven, four. Uh, on ten, thinking how you were back then, you got married at the time. Like hentai, no boobies <laughs> or tentacles. I'm going to give it what? a seven. You give it a seven and a half. Oh, you're very close.
0: I gave it a six.
1: Ah, uh, I remember I lost the showcase showdown.
0: Yeah, That's all right. You'll get it next time. I will. <laughs> all right. So let, let's uh, dive into this one here. So um, I thought it was an interesting beginning there with the news segments. Um, and it really made me wonder, um, did, did, does this tie into the film series at all? And no, was- it, it doesn't. Um, and it also made me wonder, where does it fit into the game series, which I thought it had to be after Resident Evil 2. And I think that's right, Correct it's between four and five it's between four and five okay yes oh okay so i see i i've not played anything past nemesis and i don't remember the story of two and three at all and so like i am just lost when it comes to that aspect of it i guess um but that's that's good to know so okay so um have either of you played i think mark you've played four right
1: yeah, and rewatching this movie. Yeah, I, I kind of want to go to like a used game shop and buy a Wii just to play Resident Evil Four again, because okay, I get, I, I still think that it, version of the game is the best. Yeah, to play at home because of the
0: motion controls. I remember you saying that. Yeah,
1: yeah, I, I'm repeating myself, but uh, no, yeah. I'm asking, it's fine. Um, yes. So I played four, and this follows after four. Uh, and I played a smidge of five. I didn't like it. Okay. Um, so at the uh, at the end, when they mentioned Tricell, mm-hmm. that's the main I guess evil corporation number five. Oh, okay.
2: Yeah, this the uh, yeah the game the this movie actually leads directly into five, and then the next movie actually would lead directly into six.
0: Yeah. Okay. okay. Interesting. Movie
2: coming out this year.
0: Yeah, that's what I heard.
2: Tied to seven.
0: Okay. Interesting. So, okay, good. I guess I'll ask that in the next one. Um, So, one thing I really loved about this film, I really liked the 3D animation style, the CGI. I thought it just looks really good. Um, And it it reminds me of a video game, which I'm sure was not unintentional. Um, But I thought it looked great, especially for a film that's, what, nine years old now? Um, I was was very surprised, but I thought they did a great job with it. Um, And... I love also that it it feels like you're watching a live action movie the, because the, the director pays very close attention to, you know, the quote unquote camera in this instance. And I think that's so important for an animated film that you're trying to do something like this with, something that's supposed to be more realistic. Um, and I think he does an excellent job with that. Some really cool shots.
1: Yeah, it looks like one long cut scene. And when mm-hmm. it comes to the Resident Evil games, I, I enjoy the cutscenes because they're usually pretty cool. Yeah, um, and this is exactly what it felt like—just one long Capcom cutscene. Right. And There's nothing wrong with that.
0: Absolutely. the um, The first zombie attack I thought was really set, uh, really well set up with the. Like the officer going up to the one guy with the mask pulling it off and of course it being a person who runs away and then seconds later thinking that it's another person in a mask tries to pull the face off and it doesn't happen. Um, I thought that was a, a good setup to kind of introduce the zombies of the film, which uh, frankly we lose about 15 minutes later and that's when you lose me. But
1: I thought it was a good setup at least. Yeah, I, I like the whole the whole airport sequence. Yeah, exactly. Kind of cool. Uh, further down the line, I kind of uh, got bored, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the, the initial premise, I really dug. Yeah, the plane crash I thought looked really good. Yeah, the only thing I didn't like um, the senator's uh, character model. Mm-hmm. I I just didn't like the look of him. Okay, as as a fat old guy, he he looked. Funny enough, he looked a little too cartoony for me. Oh, yeah. I can see that. In, in contrast to everybody else in the film, like mm-hmm. he's a corrupt senator, so he's the only ugly character in the film. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, I thought it was just a little too cartoony to me. Makes um, sense. But apart from that, I thought the character models on all the other characters looked really, re- really decent. But some of them are almost too pretty. Oh, okay. Uh, you know? Uh, which, I guess, is it's a bit of a a, a trope of... Because th- this is not anime. Mm-hmm. CGI, but it, it it's kind of anime-ish in a way. Yeah. You know? Um, like, I, I found the, the guy who worked for the, um, for the company, um, for Trice. Is it TriceL? No. TriceL is the company. Uh, TriPharma or Pharma Plus? What, what's that company called? Uh, I honestly they, don't remember. Don't remember. I just, he looked like, he looked too good looking, you know? Mm-hmm. And of course, Claire's yeah. gonna go with him for tea. <laughs> I don't think he would really
2: want tea. He follows he follows the um the video game and anime rule that all the bad guys are extremely fucking hot.
1: And they have <laughs> gray hair if they want or blue hair, you know, whatever. Yeah. But yeah, it's like the only ugly person is the ugly character, you know. Mm-hmm. Like the only person that's truly not a nice person has the The visual impairment, you know what I mean, right? Um, So I just thought that was kind of interesting, because even the the cop who kind of gives Leon a hard time, Mm -hmm. he's still he's still like built like a tank, you know what I mean, right? Yeah, Um, like yeah, really, there's no ugly people in this movie, apart from actually, apart from the guy who had the zombie mask on, he looked kind of nerdish, you know, with the longer hair, and he kind of took off right away, Mm -hmm. and the senator who looked like a big uh, chicken nugget.
0: So that is interesting you bringing that up because I was curious. Um, I know you complained about how um, Leon looked in Resident Evil Retribution in the live yeah. action series. Did you like his character model in this one? Did you, was it more uh, what you were expecting?
1: Well, it's 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 just like the the video game, right? Yeah. Like you know, if you look at like Leon in real life, would mm-hmm. look pretty fucking dumb. And you did notice that. In well, at least I thought he looked dumb. That haircut does not translate to real life, you know. Yeah. Right. Like, Let's say they do a, a li- another live action street fighter, okay, case in point street fighter guile he mm-hmm. look pretty fucking dumb in real life with that haircut. What did <laughs> Jonathan <Jean-Claude laughs> bad do? eliminate that haircut for the movie there okay. you, go. you know right. so just uh, some some hairstyles just don't work in real life, mm-hmm. and I find leon wouldn't it, it makes it makes you look like a douche instead of heroic uh, <laughs> <laughs> what what are they do in a live action film? Again, my personal opinion. What do I know? I just do a podcast, you know. Um, I, so you were talking about the um, the guy that was giving trouble.
0: you talking about Greg, right? The male half of the SRT team. Yes. Um, just a, I could not stand him. Um, yeah. but I loved the, the the POV shot of him almost getting attacked by the female zombie that jumped through the glass at him. I thought that was a really really cool shot.
1: That was. That was very cool. They had some um, cool sequences, and like mm-hmm. another thing I noticed when it comes to detail. The little girl, which I forget what her name is, but she was wearing like a knitted top over her shirt. And it, like the attention detail, looked really it looked like uh, like a knitted piece of clothing, you know? Um, it just, like I, I could, I, the, the fabric looked really lifelike, which I really dug. Yeah.
0: Yeah, definitely. That's, I think from a technical aspect, I was really impressed for, for the most part in the movie.
1: Especially for an year old film.
0: Exactly. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely right. Um, I love that she uses the like umbrella corporation colored <laughs> umbrella as a weapon. I was I enjoyed that little nod. Yeah.
1: And also did say something because she's aware of it as well. You know, she's like coming like, oh, for, obviously, you know, like you know, she realized what she had in her hands, which I kind of dug.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Um. And I, I was wondering, is Leon as unemotional in the video game as he is in this in this uh film? Yes. Okay, that's just who he is.
2: Leon Leon is uh, Leon is the is the one protagonist in the games and the movies. I just never warmed up to at all. Yeah, it's just like wow. It's like I mean, he works as a video game character, but carrying a film, Mm -hmm. no.
0: Yeah, and I think that's my biggest problem too. Is that he just he doesn't show. Any emotion, either way, really, and so it's hard to kind of build an uh, an emotional arc for him if he's not showing anything.
1: You know what I mean? I think at the same time though, just because he does have a history in the video games, mm-hmm. like, and I forget if he's in one or two, but like he encounters zombies for the first time. I think it's, I think it's two, two, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you know, it freaks him out. But since then, it's like he's he's gotten through the traumatic experience of hey, I've dealt with zombies and monsters. He's been there, done that now. So now he's a man of action, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think he's kind of desensitized to it or he kind of, you know, pushes aside his emotional state just to get the job done.
0: Yeah. But I feel like closer toward the end there, there are moments where he could let that down a little bit, especially when it comes with, because uh, they try to throw that romantic interest, the moment loves like connection in with, uh, yeah. I forget the character's mm-hmm. name now, but the, the one of the women characters and uh, it, it's still the same thing. And it's like, that's, Okay, but like you're making—I don't know—you're making a film where you want some more emotional conflict in there, at least to see some of that a little bit more.
1: The things with Leon, though, he's got a superpower that he can control his energies, so he's just <laughs> depressing everything. Around. You're jealous of my fucking superpower, aren't you? Yeah, there it is. I didn't think of it first. I had, I'm like, oh man, oh, can you boy. imagine if you controlled your energies just to have a constant state of orgasm? <laughs> I didn't think about that, did you? Yeah, I, didn't. No, I didn't. Yeah. That's how you burn your batteries quickly.
2: Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know? like his lack of emotion, it is something that comes across in a lot of video games and anime, especially out of Japan, though.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, All he's missing I is a big yeah, sword.
2: Where, where emotion right. dies is discouraged. I am. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. It's like the samurai,
1: you know, stoic, no emotion. Right. It's, it's, it's just a, a modernization of that type of uh, character. Yeah,
0: no.
2: doesn't mean I have to like it, but you know
1: exactly
0: right. Understand
1: well, I, where it's coming I, from. I would, I would not hang out with this guy uh, in real life.
0: Right, no way. Get a haircut. Would- exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, there's a, another great shot where um, it was in the terminal in the dark, uh, like where the plane crashed. The lights coming through the ceiling. Man, it looks so perfect. It just looks so realistic. And how it would look if I was watching a live action film, I thought. And uh, I, it's just, man, what impressive attention to detail.
2: Yeah, they did. A, that was the one thing I did like about it is it looked really well done. Mm-hmm. I, the the not just the shots, but the way they went about shooting it. You could almost see this being a live action movie, which I think is hilarious because we actually get more out of control camera shots out of yeah. Live action Resident Evil movies than we do in this one, <laughs>
0: <laughs> and uh, there's that moment right after the senator senator gets outside and Leon starts running towards the camera. He shoots a zombie, and the blood splatter, uh, splatter stays on the the camera lens, if you will. Mm-hmm. I am such like a mark for that. I love that shit. And you get the blood at that point, and you get water on the camera lens later on. Um, I'll never forget the shot in Children of Children of Men where. They're running through like a, a war zone, basically, and the camera is—it's a handheld shot at that point, running behind them, and just blood and dirt gets on the camera lens. It's orgasmic. I fucking love it. Such a mark for that shit.
1: I never saw the film. I'll have to watch that. That's what oh, you happened, haven't, right? No, I've never seen it, and I've been told it's awesome. I just I don't even own it, so I'll oh, have to it's up. it's
0: yeah, fucking amazing. One of my favorites, um, but. Yeah, I loved. I love Claire walking up and just slapping the shit out of the senator uh, because the senator like pushed the little kid out of the way to to escape. Like, uh, just what an asshole and what a, a cathartic moment early on, which I really enjoyed.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, he deserved it. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So there is my biggest problem. I think was just that I was confused because I'm I'm someone who has not played enough of the games to really grab on easily to what grasp on easily to what's going on here. Um, okay. There's a lot of backstory given at one point, And I rewound it and listened to it again and I still just didn't get it. I my mind just wasn't cooperating. Um, and I it it just lost me. Um, and then it becomes a, a terrorist attack film as opposed to the zombie movie that I thought I was watching. Um, and, and, and the music, when that happens, the music kind of takes over and just becomes, uh, too much for me. And that kind of, that theme kind of continues on. Um, and so I think at this point, once we leave the air, once the airport thing's kind of over and when they get outside, Mm -hmm. that's where the film really lost my attention.
1: Yeah. It it almost feels like two different movies. Uh, you know, you Mm -hmm. got the airport and then you got the. The diehard, I guess, section of the movie, right, which is yeah. all in the tower, you know, yeah, that's which a good point. I personally didn't really care for. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I did like the the monster, um, the monsters look, yeah, but I, I honestly just I, I didn't care. Like, the, right, the film kind of lost my I lost my interest at that point. Yeah,
0: like they are they just okay, um, so. At one point, they talk about the importance of time, getting things figured out before midnight or the, the terrorist will attack in the major cities, blah, 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 whatever. But – There's nothing going on in the film at a couple, a little bit later to suggest that anyone is worried about the fact that they have less than four hours to save the country. (laughs) There needs to be more of a pace in this film to make it feel like the element of time is something that is actually there to be worried about. It's really sit, it really sits back on its heels for the, from basically from that moment on. And it really hurt it for me. Um, like there's just long moments with, with overly dramatic music of them explaining their backstory of them explaining their past in in film you gotta show don't tell you know that's what you always hear if you're writing a script show don't tell and man they just do a lot of telling and it's really boring and really slow and uh, I, you, you can do that really you can do that well but this film doesn't
1: I think though they have to do tell a lot just because not everybody might be up to speed with the Resident Evil mythos you know and that's the uh,
0: thing it's It didn't even help me. The information they were giving me didn't really help me understand what
1: was going on in, in the world of Resident Evil that I hadn't played. You know what I mean? What their problem was, too, is that, you know, they're not in the same uh, universe as the movies, mm-hmm. as the cinematic movies. Right. So everybody's expecting, you know, umbrella, umbrella. And there's yeah. no umbrella to be found at this point because they're done. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's a different type of, of uh, virus now, you know, with with uh, with the whole, like, you know, seed thing. Um, so you know, I I think at some point some people are expecting, um, you know, Alice even in this movie because yeah. like, you know the non gamer mm-hmm. would be lost,
0: right? No, absolutely. I mean, it, it, okay, e- even Leon, who who really should be the driving force of the film, he stands there watching a fire happen, listening to the girl talk about her backstory. I mean that somebody has to drive the plot forward something has to drive the plot forward and you were trying to use the element of time to do that but then you just forget about it and it's almost never mentioned again until i I think she glances at her uh what's her name the um it's not Claire Claire. claire claire glances at her watch at one second toward the end when they've already like killed
1: the monster and that's it it's like what what yeah, again, you know, p- pacing is an issue, mm-hmm. but at the same time, you're, you're, you know, it's not a regular movie timeline. It's a video game timeline
2: mm-hmm. where
1: everything is like, you know, urgent. But you see, like, like, like the fans, like the Final Fantasy films, right, or the Final Fantasy games. You know, you got to if the world. The world's going to end, but you're going to go through a, like a five hour tutorial to get everybody's back. So before you actually go on your mission, you know, uh, so it, it's just the movie's written like a video game.
0: Yeah. And I think that's the problem because I wasn't – I'm not playing again. You know what I mean? I'm yeah, like watching a movie a- and I have i have certain expectations when I watch a film that it's going to be different than when I'm playing a video game and I have to learn the controls. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because that's – you get that a lot like through your training basically. They're trying to teach you shit and learn how to play it. Yeah. And so, thats that's I think where it really bothered me. But – And and the other big thing was that it's just, this isn't really a zombie movie at all. It's a movie about Curtis trying to get revenge on the people he thinks killed his family in Raccoon City. And he's using like these terrorist like techniques to do so. At least that's what I got out of it. And I thought
1: that was disappointing as hell. And that's the thing, because then, you know, Raccoon City was an umbrella problem. Mm -hmm. There's no umbrella to be fun in this movie. Right. You know, so the cor- so the company stole shit from Umbrella, I guess. Once it, Recon City exploded, so okay. I guess they've got the stuff that you know caused the, the issues. I guess he's attacking them for that. Well, mm-hmm. but
2: Will Pharma, the the company, bought out Umbrella.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, okay. But still, it's like you know the people in people in charge. Like Umbrella's done. Yeah. So, but he's attacking you know the new version of Umbrella, which is Will Pharma. Um, yeah, he holds a grudge. Mm-hmm. He holds a big
0: grudge. Yeah, another another shot I thought was really excellent was um the shot I the the girl I don't remember her name but it was basically Leon's love interest um, Curtis's sister. Yeah. Um, her ears ringing and and like the muffled bull, Angela the muffled bullets. Um, I thought that was really great. And uh, really, the fight sequence with the monster Curtis, as I called him, I thought mm-hmm. was was pretty good as a whole. If if not terribly
1: memorable, I thought it was still pretty well done. Yeah, honestly, that, that second half really isn't memorable to me at all. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm, I'm trying to struggle to, to find what exactly happened in that running time mm-hmm. because it seems there was still half a movie left, and mm-hmm. I'm trying, I'm grasping at straws because I've only watched a movie once, mm-hmm. and like, what exactly did happen? Like a, a lot of nothing happened, right? A lot of, you know,
0: yeah. All, a lot all of that happens is that, they fight, they fight the monster Curtis, and the film. Ends and then they catch their bad guy who they, f- they f- realize is the bad guy. I mean, that's it. It just happens over the course of a long period of time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then there's like elevator action a bit. And then you've got Claire <laughs> hacking Will Pharma's computer or yeah. some stupid shit. And right. Yeah. It just, it's honestly, uh, the second half is boring. Mm-hmm. I, I, I like the monster with the eye on his, uh, on, on his shoulder, but it's still not an original design either um i think i saw that design in some some of the games i think it was in number four too if i remember correctly or could be number five i don't know but yeah yeah, it's just it is memorable and like i I watched it yesterday and i'm already it's already (laughs) on my mind you know right yeah and um
0: to me it looked like the building that they were in that the tower was basically pulling a red queen right like he was trying to eviscerate itself to keep the virus contained that's it, or am I wrong? But that's that's how I understood it. That's the only explanation I could think of.
1: But it, it wasn't it wasn't a Red Queen doing it. It wasn't the AI. It was our gray haired guy, right? Didn't didn't he initiate the explosions? and All that stuff because he I, didn't want I, the it,
0: to escape. I don't know because they like I heard I heard the computer say at one point that was like, um, you know, they're, um I forget what like bio weapon or
1: something yeah. found w- bio organic weapon.
0: Yeah, that found, and we need to, like, I don't know, preparations are happening in order to shut it down so that it doesn't escape is basically what I got from it.
1: Yeah. Stupid oh, look, question. Like- what happened to that gray-haired guy? Did did he actually die in a fight, or did he – The gray-haired guy? No, he gets I don't I don't arrested remember. at the end of the movie. So he doesn't even die. No. Ugh. What were
0: you gonna say, Ash? Did you have a better explanation?
2: It is the computer system. I had to look it up, but yeah. Okay, computer system. That's what I that, thought it actually sets the building on fire to keep the T and G virus from spreading.
0: Right. Okay. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So now it's a G virus. I know. So is that,
1: what the fuck? Like that, that didn't f- explain it either. You know? I have no idea. No Just idea like- at all you're known for the T-virus and now there's a G-virus. So is that the virus that gives you all like the tentacle head? (laughs) I honestly don't know. I honestly don't
0: know. No idea. I liked, um, Leon had like a parkour moment. (laughs) That was random as hell as he was trying to run around as the, um, like the ledges he was standing on were falling. I was like, oh, okay. There's parkour. I guess that was popular back in 08. (laughs) But, (laughs) okay. Um, yeah, and I thought it was one thing I had a trouble. I had trouble buying, was the fact that Curtis, Monster Curtis, was still kind of in there somewhere and able to understand and feel the emotion of the picture that Angela showed or that Angela dropped and that he saw. I found that a little just I couldn't buy it. I found that difficult to to buy. I guess.
1: Well, it is a good picture.
0: I mean, yeah. <laughs> oh man. And the other thing I loved. uh So Leon. Is is holding up the girl and this this has to be few hundred pound monster by his fucking calf hanging from the <laughs> ladder, but yeah, he he can yeah, hold yeah. them with no problem.
1: Yeah. Well, he he's got kung fu grip, eh? <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> oh yeah. man! Uh, yeah, but the thing is, with the monster though, he's got that huge eyeball. Mm-hmm. That's just water weight. You know what I mean? Water <laughs> water weight isn't that bad? It's not yeah. muscle, right? I love that
0: final shot uh, that actually ends Monster Curtis. Um, you watch the bullet fly through the air in slow motion. You can see the wind moving around it. I mean, mm-hmm. see, that attention to detail is just so remarkable to me because the amount of time and effort that it takes to even do one of those frames and then multiply that by a billion is just amazing to me. Can I make a
1: suggestion? Yeah. For the remainder of this podcast uh, about this movie, mm-hmm. can we call Monster Curtis just Murtis? Murtis yes we sure can
0: I like that I do too that's a great suggestion Um, and we will take that yes
1: (laughs) my superpower is thinking of smart things after the fact (laughs) I know because I'm looking at it like oh fuck I don't have his name written anymore (laughs) oh Murtis Um, too
0: soon
1: Murtis too soon Exactly.
0: Yeah, and as I talked about I just I hate when movies shoehorn love storylines that make little sense um into their film and and they have no purpose and that's exactly what this did. Um just because a male and a female are on screen together it doesn't mean that the audience is itching to see them hook up for Christ's sake. Like I had no desire to see this this bullshit love non-existent relationship between Leon and Angela. It just didn't need to happen
1: at yes. all. It added nothing. And do you really think that Leon will actually make love to her. No, no, no. He's out of action. He's going to fuck. <laughs> Unless you throw me a two-minute fuck session in the closet, we don't have time for that. You know what I'm saying? Oh, man. If that motherfucker going to fuck. He ain't going to make love. Mm-hmm. He's going to fuck her. Oh,
0: <laughs> God. Oh, man. There is no um, <laughs> You're absolutely right. Oh, uh, there's a line toward the end um, when Claire's like – this is right after she looks at her watch, I think, and she goes, oh, it recorded. That line to me felt like – I think we talked about this last week, like a deus ex machina so much. It was, oh, everything's okay because it happened to record. And so then that's the end of the movie because because they have proof that all this happened. And it's like, what? That was I'm
1: gl- easy. I'm glad it was over. I'm like, oh, I know, good. Yeah.
0: Good. Right. Yeah, so um, Frederick is the master – we find out is the mastermind behind all this, right? Uh, So what? And why in the flying fuck was Claire so shocked that she met the guy like an hour ago and knows literally nothing about him other than the fact that he likes tea? Yet – she is so invested in him and just so shocked that he is the fucking like the mastermind. I what a weak moment for the movie there.
1: Isn't he the head of the company? Obviously he's gonna take the fall. Obviously he's he knows about it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And his gray hair. What the fuck? Fucking gray hair, man. Oh, he can't trust those guys. Yeah. But so got spectacles?
0: <laughs> <laughs> spectacles. Oh, I love spectacles. Hmm. Alright, so I think we've kind of beat this one to death. There's not terribly much to talk about. Um so Ash, what are your final thoughts on your star rating for Resident Evil uh Degeneration?
2: Um I, I I'm kinda of in agreement with you guys. The the beginning of the movie is much better than the second half. And not having played the video games uh all the way through, like i I touched on four and I touched on five, but I never i I could on to be honest, the only one I've ever really beaten is the first one, and I think the second and third ones um yeah, so after that, I just kind of lost interest in it um but uh I don't know it, it, it's all right if I mean for a video game tie in film, it looks fantastic um mm-hmm. but uh I mean it just kind of like it, it's over long even at ninety six minutes it's over long it, oh, I
0: know it felt like, so long, I was like just like, i, I-. I paused it at one point and I was like, Are you fucking kidding me? I have thirty more minutes of this? How? <laughs>
2: <laughs> but uh yeah, I don't know. It just it's alright. I, I liked seeing Claire again. I like Claire. Um but uh I I could do without Leon. I d don't give a cat. I don't give a crap about Leon. I never have. Mm-hmm. Um so I don't know. I'll give this one um two two out of four.
0: Two out of four from
1: Ash for degeneration. Excellent. And what about you, Mark? I'm kind of in the same boat. Um, I, I like the art style. Um, I like the first half, second half, just kind of bored me. I think I even paused it because I took a nap while watching. <laughs> um, and That's I'm fun. sure I probably fell asleep at the end because I have no recollection how it actually ended. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, I'm in the same boat. I I didn't love it. Um, again, I only watched just because we were talking about it this week. Uh, but I don't hate it. Um, so I, I give it a 2 out of 4 as
2: well.
0: Okay. All right. Yeah, so from a technical standpoint, I really appreciate and enjoy what Resident Evil de- de- Degeneration was able to do. Um, it looks fantastic. And the director made it a point to keep the film feeling like a live-action movie, which I always love. Uh, aside from that, though, It was a huge disappointment. Um, The story wasn't even a zombie movie in reality, but instead was a a whodunit of sorts. And that's not what I'm looking for when it comes to something with Resident Evil in the title. Um, The terrorist plotline was just boring to watch and I didn't really – Give a shit who was behind all of it or why they were. Um, The relationships in the film aren't developed at all, uh, yet they want us to believe that there is a logical love connection between Angela and Leon and that it makes sense that Claire is just shocked to discover Frederick is the villain when she knows virtually nothing about him. Um, I love the opening 15 minutes or so, but then the action slows down to nothing and all of the important backstory – is told through long monologues, which just didn't work very well. Um, it slowed the movie down way too much and just completely eliminated the element of time that the film was supposed to have. So I'm not sure why I liked this movie as much as I did the first time around when I gave it a 6 out of 10 on IMDb, but I definitely lower that now. Um, I'm giving Resident Evil Degeneration 1.5 out of 4 stars.
1: Whoa! Yeah, I didn't like that one. <laughs>
0: love your reaction.
1: I'm glad we closed the book on that one.
0: Yeah. But we're not done yet, folks. We got one more to talk about in this Resident Evil world, and then we can put it to bed. Mm. So, next up is Resident Evil Damnation from 2012, and again, there will be spoilers. This one is directed by Makoto Kamiya and Toyoshi Minamino. It... (laughs) It has an IMDb score of 6.5 out of 14,738 votes. No Metacritic score, no tomato meter, but it does have an audience score on Rotten Tomatoes of 70%. Um, I couldn't find the budget information, but the domestic video sales were listed at 2.9 million. So there's that. Okay. Um, now, this is the first time I've ever watched this film. I don't um, – the way I own it is through a digital, cop, uh, digital copy on Voodoo, and it was the standard deaf version. Um, it must have been something that I got through when I worked at the video store. I don't know. Um, what about you, uh, you, Mark, what's your history with Damnation?
1: Uh, first time watching, I actually bought the Blu-ray just for this episode.
0: Oh, um, okay. So
1: this is, well, this was a first time watch for me. Excellent. And what about you,
2: Ash? Uh, DVD.
0: Okay. D- is this first time watching or do you own this one?
2: No, I don't own it.
0: Okay. So this was a first time watch for all of us. All right. Right from the get-go, what the fuck am I watching? Why... Was I learning about this Russian conflict or whatever, this Soviet – whatever the fuck it was, this European conflict. Mm -hmm. I was so lost, literally seconds in. I Again, like I mentioned earlier, I had to stop it and start it all over again because I wasn't sure what I was getting. And they throw so much information at you. Again, I just didn't get it. I I didn't understand what was going on right from the get-go.
1: It's kind of like the Star Wars uh, slow crawl at the beginning. You know what I mean? Except in much more complicated – yeah but let's see what Star Wars. you don't know what the fuck's going on because oh, why is this person shooting at this person? why is this guy all wearing black? Mm-hmm. you know why is everybody you know why are all the guys uh, in that army looked the same in the helmets so i I, I wasn't I wasn't lost in this one because I just found the opening sequence kind of explain to you what we're getting into um See, you but know. the difference is with Star
0: Wars, I was never confused. I was never lost. I understood it right after that opening scroll, the very first time I watched it, whereas this one did nothing for me, really? so that would be the difference, yeah, for oh, me at see, least
1: oh, to me, it just set up exactly where we're having these characters this time, you know in a nation that's broken from the from the from the Soviet Union. And, you know, uh, they've got rebels and the rebels are fighting the government. And I don't know. I I didn't think it was – to me, if this was a video game, I'd know what this game would be about, you know. Um, When it comes to this movie, I was – you know, you're reading it. Like, the thing is, you have to – when you're going to start this film, you would have to pay attention off the bat. You know, if you're looking at your Mm -hmm. phone, you're going to miss out some – you know, you're going to miss out on uh, important information. Right. Um, so it, it, you know, like I was watching this, you know, without any distractions and when the act, when the movie actually started, um, I was good to go. Maybe I've just hadn't been in a bad
0: mental place cause I'm like, I am in vacation mode to the max. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm going on a long vacation and I'm super excited. Last day of work today, like was not doing a damn thing. Like I literally did my Oscar picks at work, printed out my session nine label. <laughs> like I'm just in yeah. vacation mode all week. And so maybe that's why, like, I wasn't. I I was focused on the movie. I wasn't doing anything else other than taking notes, obviously. But I still I watched it twice, and I still didn't get it. And it just could be because I'm checked out. I don't know. But well,
1: maybe. And plus, I think we've got Resident Evil fatigue. Yeah, do no doubt about six that. Six weeks now, exactly. This is our seventh week. Yeah. So honestly, if if I don't have to see Leon Kennedy for a while, right <laughs> live or animated, I'll be happy with that. You know? Right. Um, even though I've got the first uh, Resident Evil game to play uh, that just came out, which I will eventually. Um, but I I just think we need like, you know, next week will be a nice mental break so we can just forget about zombies for Mm -hmm. a bit. (laughs) You know, so I kind of agree with you because like I was watching this today as well and it felt a bit more like a chore at first because I wasn't really in the mood to watch it. Mm -hmm. No, I agree with you. I kind of wanted to watch Loose Screws again, but
2: that's just me. Leon is the protagonist in it, so right off the bat, I'm just like, fuck.
0: (laughs) Right. But what's so shocking to me Mm -hmm. is that this Leon is a completely different character than the Leon mm -hmm. in Resident Evil Degeneration. You think 150% one hundred and fifty percent, yes. In D- in degeneration, my biggest complaint about Leon was yeah. that he doesn't have a personality. And okay. this one, this Leon's tossing out one liners in the most ridiculous situations, like that just didn't feel uh, appropriate. Not like appropriate in terms of ooh, God, that God, he shouldn't God. have said that then. But just it felt like why would this asshole be making jokes right now? Like he throws out these one liners that are just terrible, and I they well, I didn't think they were funny at all.
1: You, you went, so. The thing is with him throwing out those jokes, like when I get thrown into a European conflict and I got (laughs) to clean up some messes, I need to blow some steam. So I will say some off-the-color comments sometimes just because that's my way to deal with stress. Yeah. Exactly what he's doing right now. He's
2: just very different with voice actor behavior. too, though. Uh, yeah, and
0: ver- that's the other thing. I, I mean, it's years later, so I understand that, but it is—it felt significantly different because of his um, attitude, because of his emotion, and and his jokes, and his, and physically because of his voice.
1: Yeah. And, but yeah, I think the balls dropped about half an inch compared to the last movie. So. Right? Yeah, One, at least a deviation. A deviation in the uh, in the voice, mm-hmm. which is, which yeah. is dropping
2: the because it has the same. They're both directed by the same people, but uh, there's no writing credits on Degeneration, though.
1: Uh, it shows here on the uh, on Gen- Degeneration. No, I don't have that anymore. But uh.
0: Degeneration, I do have that. Let me just scroll up here. It's written by Shot- Shotaro Suga.
2: Okay, so the, he wrote this Damnation, one as well, wasn't it? Shotaro Suga was Damnation, which is this one. Degeneration's a different writer, writer though, isn't it?
0: No, no. Uh, Degeneration is Shotaro Suga.
2: Same, same writer. Because they had different. Well, they had different. Sto- well, story by two different people there, and okay, well.
0: All yeah, right. same. So it is the same writer. I I just I forgot to write down the um the writer for uh, Damnation, but it is the same. So they uh, they were written by the same person. That's interesting.
1: Yes, I see. Directed by
0: right. different people though. No, yeah. same no, people.
2: Same people. Yeah, yeah.
0: That's crazy. Well, I didn't the first
2: one as well. Between the two, four years. Uh,
0: yep.
1: Because in Damnation, there's two directors. Yeah,
0: so Toyoshi Minamino is new to the second one, but Makoto Kamiya is uh, directed one of the directors on both. So
1: You are fluent in Japanese, my friend. Hey, thank you.
2: It rolls off the tongue. <laughs> it just rolls off.
0: Wow. Oh, I'm such a jackass. You know
2: what? I wonder impressed. Who was the second director?
0: Uh, to- you're just making me say it again.
2: The <laughs> <laughs> secondary
0: <laughs> no, uh, Toyoshi Minamino.
2: All right, All right. I, I'm wondering That's if they did touch-ups or something. It might have something because they did voice. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know why the the change. I
0: know. I don't I know. know either.
2: I, I but I mean, he's either way. So I, oh,
0: me either. He showed, but he showed more emotion in the first three minutes of Damnation than he did in the entirety of Degeneration. But. It wasn't something I enjoyed watching. I just, it was something I noted, I guess.
1: Oh, I I personally did not mind that at all. Good. You know, maybe he's playing with his coworker too, even though he hung up on her. Right. You know, because everybody needs a love interest, right? (laughs) Exactly. I guess so. (laughs) Uh, And what the hell was he kept? He kept saying
0: Wizard of Oz references. Like, was he supposed to be meeting someone there? Because he
1: was just like, are you Scarecrow? And Yes. uh, He had a contact in the country. And yeah. that was the old man that dies in the parkade. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, so I, that was I'm just like that's proud. his code word, you know? Okay. See, you that's, can't, can't you a deep it. throat in a cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know? Oh man. I um, have seen cartoons that have deep throat Yeah.
0: <laughs> we I all thought. we all watched um Utukuji. Oh, El Superbisto.
1: i, uh, oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. Thanks.
0: No problem. Forgot about that. So the liquor is in this one that's what that's what those creatures are right those are those are the liquors like yeah, they look like just like the ones in the in the film okay i thought it was so weird and it just threw me for a loop obviously they explain it later on but i was like why is the liquor acting like a tamed dog right now it yeah. just threw me so much in the beginning but obviously you have this kind of mind control thing that they bring up which blech, whatever but yeah,
1: I I am not sure how that works, the mind control. Like mm-hmm. you ingest the plaga virus and then you can control the liquors. I that's how oh, you know, I right. got it. The thing is, La Plaga, or I I know I'm not pronouncing it properly, but like the liquor is a umbrella corporation creation.
3: Mm-hmm. So
1: how would this natural like you know parasite control those liquors? Like if umbrella's gone, how are they are they are they growing liquors? That's what I just don't understand. And how how did the resistance These rebels have so many fucking liquors. Uh, Yeah. Beats the hell out of me. That's a lot. Like they had a lot of liquors. Right. You know, like who's feeding those guys? (laughs) You know,
2: I don't think a kind of alcohol is
1: going to help, but. Right, exactly. But that said, and I I know maybe we'll discuss this later, but I found this film visually looked so much better. Oh, are you serious? Oh my God. Yes. You didn't think so? I thought it, I was shocked at how
0: bad this film looked compared to the film that was shot before it four years uh,
2: prior. Yeah, but you're also going from a Blu ray to an SD digital.
1: Yep, exactly. That's very true. yeah, I thought it looked amazing. I thought the the character models looked a lot more realistic. Oh, but um, that fight scene between the president
0: and Ada yeah, Wong yeah. was horrendous. What? The, the animation on it was terrible. Like, they were like – it looked like they were getting taller and shorter as it was going. Like, oh, I thought – I was like, how is this look so shitty oh. when the fight scene I watched in Degeneration from four years earlier was spot on?
1: Dude. You are totally hate watching this because you're in vacation mode. Yeah, I thought that was awesome.
0: <laughs> no, it was it was horrible.
1: <laughs> oh, I beg to differ. I thought that was so much fun. And who who thought that the uh, prime minister uh, or president uh, would be kicking so much ass?
3: Yeah, uh,
1: I thought. Yeah, I was I was shocked and surprised by that. I, I dug that. What did you think about it,
0: Ash? Their fight scene.
2: I, I don't know. I
0: that's that's medi- that's mediocrity is what yeah. that is that's the sound of that
2: i I'm also watching on d v d and it's just yeah. I, I don't know it was okay it wasn't like i I wasn't blown away, i wasn't loud it was it mm-hmm. was decent, it wasn't like, oh my God, this is yeah. you know, <laughs> i character. love that
0: the i I love that the president used the word separatism at one point point I thought I was watching star wars, and that made me happy oh, Christ.
1: <laughs> Now, did you find that this movie was probably made in th- uh for three d? I found a lot of the uh, a lot of uh, camera scenes, especially the liquors with the tongues jotting out. I thought that was like, okay, maybe they had a 3 d release in Japan or something. you know' because it looked like it could have been a three d film. I
0: know? didn't even consider it going in, and then i th- there was like two scenes. Two shots, I'll, I'll say, that made me think, oh, I wonder, I wonder. Um, what, but one of them was like a fucking knee. And I was like, why Why is the knee coming to the camera? This is weird. It
2: was, and was this, released I had it, in Japan uh, in October. Was it in 3D? Uh, it doesn't say.
1: Okay. Because because I have a 3D TV, which, which uh, can convert a 2D to 3D. Right. So once they got out of the hole, like, oh, I, we're in the church, we're in the darkness, and it became more of a, a daylight film, mm-hmm. I popped that sucker in 3D, and I watched the rest of the movie in 3D, and I thought it looked amazing.
0: I didn't even consider that doing that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I only thought of it halfway through, but I'm like, the lickers are really looking at the screen and you got the, the knife shot. Like there was a scene where a knife went at the screen and I'm like, man, this could be a 3d movie. mm. And after realizing that on the previous film that we had talked about, I think was this, it was the um, fifth Resident Evil movie. I'm like, that, oh, I should have watched it in 3D. So, I'm like, you know what? I want to pop this sucker in 3D right now. That was uh, Afterlife, yeah. It was, it was Afterlife. So, I'm like, you know, I'll, I'll do this this time. Mm-hmm. And uh, it worked for me. It really worked for me. Well, good. Um, I thought it was really weird that Ada
0: Wong, she basically got like this hero's welcome. Um, and I didn't understand why. Um, she wasn't in the last film at all. Obviously, she's in the game universe, I would assume, in yeah. somewhere between these two films. Um And it just – it made me think that this is relying a lot on the viewer having played the video game, which is obviously something I'm lacking.
1: Yes, just because I was not sure if she was a good guy or a bad guy. And I still – I I couldn't even tell you. Yeah, you never know. Well, by the end, you realize she is. But uh, at that point, um, I I, I wasn't sure what her allegiances lied.
0: Mm -hmm. I wasn't sure because even the next time you see her, she's pointing a gun at our quote-unquote hero. And so, thats I thought her character was just confusing. And every time they introduced her, not every time, the first two times they introduced her, I'll stop being dramatic, they had to do the camera up the legs thing. And I was like, why? This is weird. Why?
1: Is it though? <laughs> because, because
2: Japan.
1: Japan. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then when the, the, oh. the Prime Minister President sliced her jacket. And you <laughs> saw some brassiere. I'm like, oh, that's a decent CGI brassiere going the- on. I like. That. Oh God! You know what? Eight oh one could be on my screen all night long.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Eight oh one. Um,
0: I was having such a hard time figuring out why they held Leon hostage. Like, what is their purpose with him? Um And then what is the president of Russia trying – or not Russia, but I wrote down Russia and then I realized after she's not the president of Russia, but she's the president of some European thing. Like I just – I didn't know what the fuck was going on and all I wanted was my goddamn zombies.
1: Okay. So what's going on is that there's – the rebels are fighting the government. He drops into that country on a US mission, but then the US pull out. And he stays. He, continue, he continues on because – they're using BOWs. Which bio- I thought they said VOW weapons.
0: the entire time. I
1: was like, I don't know what they're bio, saying.
2: Bioorganic oh. weapons. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yes. So they're used obviously he's against B.O.W.'s because he dealt with Raccoon City and he dealt with Re- Resident Evil 4 and whatever last movie we just watched. So he doesn't like zombie weapons, okay? So he wants his personal mission is to just destroy all types of these BOWs. So they're using B.O.W.s on both sides, which we find out later on. And he wants to squash that because if they get, you know, if they let loose or whatnot, then they're going to, uh, you know, it's going to take over the world again. Did I miss it?
0: Did they say what B.O.W. stood for in this film? No, I had to look it up. That's, yeah. How the fuck do you not say what that is? When that's your main fucking bad thing in this movie, like come on.
1: Yeah, but these, these movies are made for the gamers, and exactly, probably, it's probably you know mentioned in the game a lot. So. Mm-hmm. Because you know this game is this movie here is between five and six. Yep. Yeah. So you know, um, and that's why I wasn't sure where Ada Wong went because like we know Ada from the cinematic universe, but in the game universe uh you know i don't know her well enough so i wasn't sure if she was gay or not (laughs) funny i feel like they
0: use ada the exact same way in these two films as they do in the live action and it's just terribly like we are introduced to her kind of out of nowhere we don't really get much about her at all and then she's gone and i feel like i don't obviously i don't know what will happen next in the next film if she'll be there or not but it just kind of feels like the same thing
1: yeah cinematically i think she wasn't used very well at all in Uh this Again, because we're following a larger arc involving multiple types of media, um, you know, again, we have this because we, we're, we, we did the Resident Evil arc. Mm-hmm. But, you know, other than Resident Evil gamers, how many people actually bought this? You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it, it's a video game tie-in just to get anticipation for the next game. So and if anything else, it's just a way to publicize their next video game release.
0: Yeah, I did like that we got the um the flower face zombies just because yes. I kept those from the live action movie. I thought that was pretty cool.
1: And yeah, but the thing is the way that they're portrayed in this one is how they're portrayed in Resident Evil 4. So oh, that's okay. where the cinematic universe was lacking because it wasn't just a plant face. It was a fucking exploding head and yeah. then fucking tentacles, right. which is so much scarier.
0: It's like so- the thing.
1: Yes, yes. So they did this a lot better in Damnation than they did in any Mila movie, which is too bad because uh, they look I'm really s- good here.
0: I'm so disappointed you didn't say Mila Jovovich.
1: I didn't want to mispronounce it. I know, you just did. It's, it's Jovovich. It's Jovovich. <laughs> I know, I know. I, you, I know what it is, but you. Your Japanese is good, but your <laughs> Jovovich is horrible.
0: <laughs> oh, Jesus. Um, I don't know I don't remember this, but at one point I write I wrote down: Are the zombies using weapons right now and taking people hostage? <laughs> like, did that happen? Like, I don't remember.
1: Yeah. The, the thing is, is that it's no longer zombies as of Resident Evil Four. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and that's
0: why I said they're not they're right. not normal zombies. They're not zombies, but
1: yeah, they're, they're parasites now. So mm-hmm. it's like they take okay. over. They take over the body, and they've got their own intelligence. Gotcha. Yeah.
0: I thought the music in this was just fucking terrible.
1: So melodramatic,
0: so out of place. Ninety nine percent of the time, I just hated it.
1: Uh, uh, yes, it's it, to me. It felt a lot like a Final Fantasy movie with the <laughs> piano and whatnot. It's like I'm waiting for like braid, uh, 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 blades of grass to start blowing into uh, the into the meadows, you know. Um, so yeah, uh, to, to me. Uh, uh, the movie really kicked into high gear compared to the first movie in the second half. That mm-hmm. first half where he's, you know, he's dealing with the, the rebels and he talks to JD with his, you know, oh, American is great, but we don't like America, you know. Mm-hmm. That I, I kind of didn't care for so much. Yeah, me either. But It's really the second half, which I, I really liked. But um, what I did th- like... It, Go ahead, it, I'm it, sorry. When you saw the guys eat the the parasite like when when that first soldier gets infected and then with the blood tears and all that i thought that was really cool i Uh, really like that
0: i don't know i just i didn't i wasn't um i don't know it just didn't do much for me yeah I wasn't enamored i guess it didn't do much for me i just kept and and this is my problem i just i kept thinking like and not even intentionally i was just thinking to myself I don't know. I don't understand. Like, I guess that was just my ignorance just ruined it for me because I was trying to tie it into something I knew, which I think is natural, but I didn't know anything. Like I've never played Resident Evil four for more than 10 minutes. You know what I mean? So I just don't have any connection and all I can tie it to is what I know, which is the film universe, which obviously it's not connected to, but I was just like, this is weird. Like I don't, this is not what I was expecting at all.
1: You know, your frustrations with this film Mm-hmm. Is maybe the reason why uh, Capcom, again, not knowing much of the n- newest game that just came out, but just a yeah. Resident Evil game that just got released. Mm-hmm. Maybe they went, that's the reason why they went back to basics, where the game is really in just one house. Right. Yeah, and it very well could the be. Got, the story got so convoluted that yeah. people just lost track. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, what's going on anymore? I don't get it. I'm not playing every game. I'm so lost. So maybe you know um, this new game is a reset because a lot of people feel like the way you felt with this film. Right. Yeah. Very well could be. Yeah. Um, I actually liked JD. He was like one of the
0: few characters I liked.
1: What? Are you serious? Yeah. Not at, the first, not at first.
0: Not oh. at first. But he he grew on me as as it went on. When uh, basically when it was just him and Leon is when I started liking him.
1: All um, fucking things, and you're like, oh, I like the guy that Mark doesn't like. I was like yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. You yeah. want to sort of fight? You want to fight for
0: him? <laughs> <laughs> you like him enough? You want to fight for him? Oh, um, you know what? I might. I might. Let's meet at the border, and uh, we'll have a throwdown for JD. You want bring your Dukes because mine are being put up. Is it JD or DJ? See, that's how much I like him. I don't even know.
1: It was GD. Okay,
0: you're I was thinking, right.
1: You're thinking of VD. But <laughs> that's, that'll clear up. More
0: about it. Oh God, man! Oh man! Okay. What else?
1: Oh, oh okay. Get yeah. this old. Uh, JD. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's uh, he's voiced by Val Tassel, yeah. a Greek-American actor from Detroit, Michigan. Not
0: really. See? We had that connection. I just – I knew it. I liked him.
1: Maybe he's your neighbor.
0: He could be. Who knows? Oh, how about that? Mm-hmm. Well, good for Val. Good for Val. Um. So, th- th- some of the dialogue in this – like when – Ada uh, uh, comes into contact with Leon for the first time, and then she flies away. She doesn't fly away. She uses the gun and shoots up whatever, like the Batman thing.
2: Totally Mm -hmm. flies
0: away. Yeah. And he goes, women. I was like, ugh, really? That wasn't funny. It was stupid. Another one dumb line liner. And then Ada, she's talking to herself. She has it. She's like tied up or whatever. And she's like, "Uh, amateurs, they didn't even give me a a pat down. It felt so forced. They were just talking for the camera. It's like, ugh, this is horrible dialogue.
1: Ah, uh, women. You can't live them. You can't live without them. Ah, yay, yay.
0: Oh, it was just bad. Um, and another thing that bugged the shit. Okay, so Leon, yeah. he's fighting and all of a sudden, like d- dozens of trained soldiers shooting assault rifles at him. And somehow he just runs away from out the whole thing without getting shot. I mean, give me a fucking break. Like, yeah. give it a couple seconds for him to run and then have the shot start. Like, do
1: something so it doesn't look so stupid. <laughs> yeah, I, that, that's a scene where they're all shooting at him and then he ducks behind this bin or something. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. I'm like, how are those guys missing him completely? Mm-hmm. Like, there's no way he's missing all those fucking gu- uh, machine gun barrages. Right. So, yeah, I'll agree with you on that one. Yeah. And in
0: this film, Leon. I didn't hear w- – I'm sorry. Go ahead, Ash.
2: It's Leon. They won't shoot him.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, in this one, I, I never heard one reference to Umbrella Corporation. Is that accurate?
1: Yeah, because Umbrella's dead and yeah, Okay. Yeah, okay. And now it's like the third company, Tricel. Yeah, which okay. Which I don't think they are even mentioned in this movie at all. So they could be Gonzo 2 right. after uh, Resident Evil 5. I don't know.
0: Yeah. And it just that bugs me because it's like, fuck. Not everyone know, plays the game. Me.
1: I know, I know. It's okay. Thank you. <laughs> okay, It'll be, get better. I promise yeah. you. No, have some milk from my bosom.
0: <laughs> Delicious.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, so this one, it's it's another terrorist-like storyline with these freedom fighters trying to take down the government, and the government's corrupt, uh, buying the leaders of the freedom fighters with oil. It's like why, why do these movies have Resident Evil in the title? It bugs the shit out of me this is I know it comes from my ignorance of the later games and i understand that but it's just i can't get over it
1: Uh, i i I don't know i i I had no problems with that i
0: i really didn't i loved the um the giant creature that like takes out the liquor with his bare hands i thought that was pretty badass it reminded me of um uh, apocalypse from (laughs) x-men Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, like. Well, see, to me, reminded me of the uh, one of those uh, uh, final bosses. I think it was in, um, it was in uh, Street Fighter Three. Who just wears oh. like the briefs and is like a, <laughs> okay. He had hair, but he had that ball. Like he had the like the dead. Uh, he he reminds me of Mister Manhattan or Doctor Manhattan from The Watchmen. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. That's that's exactly that's what I was trying to, yeah, verbalize. Mm-hmm. But those guys look cool. Uh, and then, I see, oh, go I ahead. Them. No, uh, I just saw them. Like, yeah. yeah. And then, like, all the liquors are attacking them and they're just squishing them left and right. I'm like, oh, this is awesome. And then hmm. the way they killed the, the first one, I was like, oh, so cool. Yeah. Good cool team.
0: Hmm. Woo. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> um, so. And then we – I, as I wrote down, oh my god, this fucking thing again? So the building is going to destroy itself because of a biohazard detection. I mean we have to deal with this again? <laughs> Come on. Give me something unique. Give me something different. You
2: know what? You shut your whore mouth.
0: <laughs> I guess. Fuck. <laughs> something different. Come on. Um – and and I didn't even – so I thought that the the big giant thing was cool, but I didn't yeah. understand
1: it. Like, was he explained what he was or why he was? Well, the thing is you would have recognized him from previous video games. No. Oh, okay. Now, I think he – according to my notes, he was stylized like a Mr. X, which was in Resident Evil 2.
0: Oh, I don't remember that at all.
1: I, it's been, you so know, I've been so long. I've never seen it. I never got that far.
0: Yeah, I played it before um, Resident Evil 3 came out. So, I mean, it's been that long, but...
1: Yeah, so I guess they're a model after that. So, again, if you're, if you're, you know, if you know the game franchise well, mm-hmm. then that'll come into place. But I, I, I was not familiar. Say again, Ash? Oh,
2: no, wait, no. Okay, never mind.
1: Oh.
0: Yeah, so I they kept saying... Oh, gotcha. They kept saying, you know, B-O-W, B-O-W. And I, at one point I finally, I wrote it down. Th- B-O-W is clearly a metaphor for WMDs, right? Um, yeah. Because that was still a big th- term or I was, I actually questioned, is that still a big term back in t- 11, 12? Um, and then eventually later on, she even uses, she calls B-O-Ws weapons of mass destruction. And so obviously that was a correct um, link there. but mm-hmm. um. I did like how Leon was able to blow the big guy up, well, like the big, I guess one of the the final creatures, um, by like shooting the gas truck. I thought that was really cool, but that it doesn't work, obviously, and he gets bigger, which was just unreal. I was like, how the fuck are you going to kill this? Um, And then he picks up Leon and throws him against a fucking pillar. And somehow Leon's fine. His back isn't broken. No, he's, he's fucking super Leon and just can stand up and keep fighting. The motherfucker's back was tossed against that pillar and very uh, – with a lot of force.
1: Yeah, I agree with that as well. Uh, I thought he'd be paralyzed. I like, know. That, that would have broken somebody's back.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: But
1: again, it's a cartoon based on Resident Evil. So obviously he had the flag jacket, which saved him. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, in real life. If it was Um, real life Leon, he'd be a dead nude model.
0: Right. (laughs) Nude model.
1: Oh, did I say nude?
0: (laughs) 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 Oh, God. And at this point, I was just so tired of Leon and his Uh, one-liners. This is going to hurt. And then he fucking shoots the thing in the face. I was like, come on. Just stop. Stop. Bad. Bad Leon. Okay. Um. Okay, so yes, and I, I just, I was trying to remember what I was referencing here. So, at one point, Leon's out of his ammunition, right? And these two giant creatures are running at him. So, what's he do? What's his solution? He's going to stand there and fight with his little fucking knife. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? What am I watching right now? This is horrendous.
1: Never back uh, down, bro. Never back God. down to fight. You got to yeah. fight until your blood stops pumping. You know what I'm saying, bro?
0: <laughs> Bro, I hear you. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, I, so, I,
1: that, that too looks really cheesy to me. Yeah. Like, oh, are you going to stab him? Okay. Right, I know. Like, What the fuck?
0: You, you literally shot him with a grenade launcher into a gasoline tank and you didn't kill him. But no, you're right. That little knife will probably do something, you jackass.
3: <laughs> anyway.
0: I'm ready to move on and get out of Resident Evil. So, uh, Ash, what are your final thoughts and your star rating for Resident Evil D. De- no, Damnation? Damnation.
2: Um, I didn't like this nearly as much as I liked Degeneration, even with Ada in it. Ada wasn't in it enough, and it had too much Leon, like, you know, way too much Leon. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> way too much.
2: Yeah. Um, and it's four minutes longer, too.
0: Oh, my God. Don't even I, – okay. I <laughs> forgot to mention it. Mark, you said you took a nap during the last one. I fell asleep for this one and I woke up like 30 minutes later and I was like, oh, maybe I'll be able to catch on. Nope. Definitely wasn't. Had to rewind back in the 30 minutes. So, my hour and whatever, 90 – whatever, eight-minute viewing turned into fucking almost two hours. I'm like, god damn it.
1: Oh. Oh, says the guy complaining. Oh, let's do a double movie one next one. Okay, sure. <laughs> exactly. Do <a> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs>
0: that's what you're there for is to stop me with my bad ideas so you no, fucked up
1: I think it's a great
2: idea I'm like yeah more movies than my belt let's do this <laughs>
0: <laughs> alright Ash you can continue I'm sorry I interrupted uh, it,
2: it just I don't know It it re- like, like the previous one it relies on too much on video on the video game knowledge I mean when I have to look up what the fuck's going on online to, to understand it it's a problem so right. you know it, like whatever um I, I don't know it, it looked okay it just i don't like leon and they still haven't bothered to put ada in anything that even remotely resembles what so somebody would be running around in a fucking war zone right uh, so yeah i don't know I, i'm just i'm gonna give this one a one and a half it just it didn't i didn't like it nearly as much as the other one and okay. the other one had its faults too so
0: right yeah definitely all right, Mark. What about you? What are your final thoughts for Resident Evil: Damnation, and your star rating for that guy?
1: I love this one. I thought this one was so much better than uh, than the uh, generation. Um, I love the the art style of this one. I thought the CGI four years removed so much more improved. The action scenes were fun. Um, I dug how the uh, the uh, minister. Looked a little like Ivanka uh, Trump. Maybe I just wanted to, you know, have that correlation. I um, thought I thought the, the liquors looked the best of any film I've seen with the name Resident Evil on them. Um, I thought the tyrants looked badass. Uh, I, I fucking loved it. I'm giving this uh, three. Well, I will give it four out of five on. Eh, I'll give it. Uh, I'll give it three out of four. Okay. Yeah. For sure. So good.
0: Well, I'm glad you. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Um, I wish I had more positive things to say about uh, Resident Evil: Damnation, but I really, I just didn't like it at all. Um, I thought it was terrible, and, and not at all related to what I know. In the res, in the world of Resident Evil. Um, I didn't expect it to tie into the live action movies at all, but I thought it would at least have, uh, more of a obvious connection to G generation, which it didn't. Um, and aside from that, the CGI I didn't find as good as the, this time, this time around, which I think was shocking. Um, the music was horribly intrusive, out of place, melodramatic, just bad. Um, Leon was a significantly der- different character this time around, and I really disliked him a lot more than I did in the last film. Um, his use of one liners in the most ridiculous situations I found obnoxious as hell. And it just made me hate him with every more with every one liner he'd spewed out there. Um, it was almost as if someone heard complaints that he was emotionless in the first film so decided to add these annoying character traits this time around for no reason whatsoever. Um I just didn't give a shit about any of the characters except for DJ um or JD rather.
1: JD <laughs> G- 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 bro. Yeah,
0: and he dies halfway through. Uh I don't know, I just this was garbage. Um I would have turned this off about 15 minutes in if it weren't for uh the podcast here. So I'm giving Resident Evil Damnation one out of four stars. Wow. Just to make note, just to compare, I gave Haunted World of El Superbisto one and a half stars.
1: Oh come on. Yeah, just
0: to just to hit mark and where it hurts.
2: You know, wow. No. I, I It's okay, I got a brooch there. I can't <laughs> bullshit on your rating. No. No. Ugh. I, I you know. it cannot be it cannot be rated, you know No. Better than
1: Super (laughs) though. Yeah,
0: Yeah. I I would watch A Haunted World of El Super beasto again. I would never watch Damnation again.
1: Hmm, interesting. Yep. But I I, I do think you watching an SD digital copy probably didn't make the movie any favors. But you can't fault the movie for your lack of uh, video game knowledge on the series. Oh, but sir, you're wrong because I just did. Yeah, (laughs) I feel that's an (laughs) unfair shake on the film. Well, hey, you know what though? Your opinion is your it's, opinion.
0: It's a it's a movie. It has to stand on its own. Like, <laughs> I mean, yeah, you, could I mean watch, it's, it's, you could watch you could watch Halloween it's Five, and it still stands on its own compared to the rest of the film series. Like, you don't have to have watched the rest in order to understand it. Uh, any movie that well, comes out should be able to stand on its own, one way or another.
1: You should watch Halloween Four if you're going to watch Halloween Five.
0: Well, you don't have to. Is my point. It's Whereas here,
1: L. Harris is not kind of tonic. Yeah, like, oh, why is she kind of tonic? Is because of Mike Myers and Halloween Four. So, right. if right. you at Halloween Six. Sure, five. You kind of have to watch
0: for. You don't, though. That's my. You could still understand what's happening in the movie without watching anything around it, and that's what I feel like you can't do with this one. At least I was unable to.
1: So, folks, who's right here? Is it me or is it uh, Brendan? Please send us a message, uh, Instagram, phone call, and let us know what you think on this matter. Absolutely. All to right, let's. All right.
0: Let's let Resident Evil rest. Uh, yeah, that was a rough ride. It got kind of kind of bumpy there toward the end. For some, for some. Well, for you, t- talking about the live action films, I liked the last two a lot more than you did.
1: Oh well, but. again, you're ta- you know what? You're in vacation mode. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't last week; just this week. I kind of were. Oh yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: All oh, right. Yeah,
2: Ash, Did you see the last one? No, I didn't get it.
1: Okay, you're missing on something de- uh decent Is yeah, well, ish. Well maybe not.
0: <laughs> let's 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 take a look back because I honestly don't remember. Uh Mark, you gave it two stars, I gave it two and a half, so.
1: Yeah, so it passed. It's 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 it, it's it's not bad, it's not great, it's it's yeah,
0: line. Yeah, we're seeing. We're seeing if you like a wrestling, but don't go you don't have to go to theaters to see it, I'd say. Wait for the Blu ray.
1: Oh, wait for the cheap seats.
0: Yeah.
2: Okay. Works for me.
0: All right. So let's um let's move on. Let's move to round 17 oh, okay. of the besting the backlog challenge. So this is, of course, where we try to conquer our personal backlogs one week at a time. And for this feature, each one of us looks at the other's unwatched pile, be it their home video collections or one of their streaming services like Netflix, Amazon Instant Video, or Vudu, and picks one film the other hasn't seen yet and challenges them to watch it before the next podcast where they then review it. So... We didn't do this last week because Ash was missing, and so we – two weeks ago, we all chose films for each other. So, Mark, you chose um, Hard Candy for Ash uh, to watch. Yes. I chose No Telling for you to watch, and Ash, you chose Insidious Chapter 3 for me to watch. So, Mark, go ahead and tell us about No Telling.
1: Ugh, I should have watched this again because it's been like two plus weeks since yeah. I watched it. <laughs> um, so, this is the first film that uh, is in the uh, Larry Fessenden uh, box or uh, collection from uh, Shout Factory. Scream Factory. Scream Factory. Well, Shout Scream is their. Yeah, you're the same. right. I know. Um, but we're doing a Scream I, Factory
0: arc, not a Shout yeah, Factory arc.
1: All, that's true. It's that's product true. placement. Come on. M- my bad. I apologize. <laughs> um, again, it's been a few weeks. Uh, you know what? Now, this is labeled as a horror movie on IMDb. I don't consider this a horror movie per se. Um, so no telling it's about a guy who works for a science lab undetermined. Exactly. I, I forget. What, I don't know if it's actually named, but he does experiments moves to the country with his wife. Who's an artist so that he can you know focus on his work. He focuses on his work so much that she kind of catches the eye of another guy in town who's a, Who's into environmental, he's into the environment where he doesn't want, you know, companies like Monsanto's to feed or to push their wares to local farmers. Because he wants everything to be organic and natural. So, they hang out a lot while he works. And he's working on something where, you know, you can reattach body parts to human beings but he's in the animal phase mm. so it's kind of like a frankenstein s- story because he or frank and kind of story no it's not sexy <laughs> but that said though the the main uh, the actress um who plays uh, lillian gaines the wife of jeffrey gaines the uh the scientist, um, Miriam healy Louie, She's actually a very pretty woman. Um, so if she wants to do something like that, uh, I wouldn't be against it. That said, <laughs> this is her only uh, actress credit. I don't think she's been in any of the movies. So I don't think she's she's much of a, an actress. I think she just did this independent film. Um, mm-hmm. So this movie is also known as the Frankenstein Complex, which kind of delves more into... I-, I find the that title doesn't ruin the movie, but kind of explains a lot more because the way I watch this is blind completely. Uh, I didn't read up about it. I didn't read the blurb. I didn't look at the trailer before the movie started. Mm-hmm. So a movie called No Telling, dealing with the environment and, and animal ex- experiments. I kind of expected, you know, the animals get loose. They start biting people type of thing. And... I'm watching this film and expecting like that kind of swerve to happen and it never does. It's more of a relationship drama and an ethical drama involving, you know, uh, animal experiments and, um, nature and scientists than an actual war film. Hmm. Um, I didn't find the movie scary at all. Yeah. Um, the doctor, his morality does sway as he gets more and more into his work because he needs more um, he needs more animal uh, carcasses or just animals in general to work you know on his experiments. So he kind of starts to falter in a way kind it comes to morality where he steals you know people's pets and stuff like that. Um, but is it scary? No, to be honest, it was kind of dull. Because I'm kind of expecting one thing and it never happens. Yeah. And the movie itself is just, honestly, it's a bit of a bore fest. Um, for a independent film from like 1991, it looks good. Um, I think what uh, Larry Fettison did uh, with his budget, it was, you know, for what money he did have for this movie. Um, it, it's well done. Um, some of the animals look kind of fake. You know, when you have the rabbit and stuff, they look stuffed. I look past that. Um, usually, I don't for special effects, but in this in this uh, viewing, I did. Um, but apart from that, yeah, I I, I really can't recommend this film hmm. to the horror crowd, just because it's just not scary. It, to be honest, it was a little boring. It's more of a relationship uh, drama than it is a horror film. So. Um yeah, I, I, I honestly can recommend it. I'm hoping the the other films in the collection are better. Yeah. And I think they will be because as it's as he's progressing in his career. Um but the, the first one was was a bit of a snooze fest. That's just because we were both so excited to
0: uh own that one. So I, I really hope that the rest are better. And
1: I'm sure they will because he is where he is today because of his work, right? So again, it's his first time with probably a minuscule budget. Um, it just was not scary. Now maybe if I read up about it before Yeah and had an idea I would have of. Had a different mindset mm-hmm. on the film. But uh yeah, yeah, it just it just didn't do it for me. So, so what you know, uh, what star rating given no telling? I don't hate it. It was just boring. Um I would give it I'd give it a, a pass. I'd give it a two out of four. Okay.
0: Fair enough. Excellent.
1: Yeah. It wasn't horrible. It just yeah.
2: It
0: was not right. my
1: cup of tea. Yeah. That's all.
0: Excellent. Good. Alright, Ash, so you watched um the uh the love story Hard Candy. <laughs> so um
2: <laughs> so good.
0: Go ahead and talk about that one.
2: Okay. So I actually added this to my Netflix um just because of the title. I had actually never heard anything about it at all.
0: Oh good, good.
2: Um and I didn't um I I read the uh description when i first got popped it up on netflix and i was like what so i was like okay uh and i didn't realize that patrick wilson and ellen page are in it and holy shit um patrick wilson i love him and much everything he's in um the uh i do have a complaint to netflix if you do watch this on netflix and you've never seen it before don't look at the scrolling images because they spoil uh, the end of the fucking movie. Oh, that's that
0: annoying sucks. as hell
2: sucks um but Damn. Uh, yeah, so I won't say which picture it is, but yeah it it was just like, oh, are you fucking kidding me, um, right, but uh no, Ellen Page is fucking awesome in this movie. Holy shit uh, I don't think I think if it had been anybody else in this, I don't think I would have liked it as much. Uh, because she just she pulls off this kind of super smart and uh ready to go you know asking teen and it's like holy shit she's amazing um mm-hmm. but uh, i mean i it just uh, i love the whole the whole setup i love the fact that it's kind of just you know one room in one afternoon just kind of go with it and uh yeah it it uh there was a lot of neat stuff to it, and I, I loved, I, I loved how it all plays out. It's definitely a great thriller, uh, definitely a great psychological thriller. Um, there's a, there's a lot of great moments into it, and I absolutely love the hell out of this movie. I give it three and a half out of four stars.
0: Hell yeah, love it! That one blew me the fuck away the first time I watched it. And I think it's good that we don't talk too much about the plot because I don't want to give much away because it's something. If you go into blind, you are just gonna. I feel like you'll be blown away. um yeah. But I love that movie.
1: I am totally due for a rewatch on that. It's yeah, a me too. Time.
0: Yep, I am ninety nine percent certain I own that one on blue, and so I need definitely need to rewatch it.
1: Yeah, I just have a DVD.
0: Yeah, so if you guys have not seen Hard Candy, definitely comes highly recommended from all three of us. So check yes. it out; it is worth it.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So Ash, you picked Insidious Chapter Three for me. So I uh, I first saw the original Insidious in theaters, and it scared the hell out of me. Um, and every time I watched it on Blu-ray after that, it scared me even more, and I loved it even more. Um, I showed it actually showed it to my wife's um, brother-in-law and and my Wife's sister, so my sister in law and brother in law, um, back in like 2011. And I just found out a couple of days ago that my brother in law now refuses to watch any supernatural horror films because of his watching of Insidious. So I thought that was pretty big praise for the movie. That's um, awesome. the, yeah. The second film, it didn't have nearly the same impact on me. Um, I watched it once, and frankly, I've forgotten most of it. Um, but I had to see Insidious Chapter 3, um, which is actually a prequel to the first two films. Um, I missed it in theaters, but I did buy the Blu-ray when it came out. and um, just never got around to it. Well, let me tell you that it is probably the scariest horror film I've seen since the original Insidious and would definitely argue that it's actually even scarier than the original. I was jumping and screaming like a little child a bunch of times throughout this one. Um, so Insidious Chapter 3. So it basically tells us the story of how the, uh, the group of paranormal investigators led by Elise, uh, played by the wonderfully talented Lin Shay uh, from the first two Insidious films, um, how that group came to be. Um, As we know them in the first movie Um, And this is done by telling the story of Quinn who's a high school girl whose mother Died about a year and a half prior Um, She's trying to reach her and instead reaches This evil demon so Elise who's actually Retired from the field at this point Agrees to help her Um, I won't give away anything else because you need to see the film If you haven't and I know Mark you've not um, So I definitely don't want to talk too much Um, But what's what's most amazing to me Is how expertly uh, Writer and director Lee Winnell Is able to craft the whole In this film. I mean, he is fucking relentless, even more so than James Wan was in the first two, which just shocks me, or at least the first one. I can't remember if he did the second one. Um, But there were multiple moments in this where I let out an audible grunt because it had scared me so badly. Um, And then when. In a normal horror film, like, the time for reprieve is there. The time for rest is there. He fucking blindsides you with something else. I mean, it's, it's fucking brilliant, and I absolutely loved it. Uh, the horror in it is as good as it gets, in my opinion. Um, the problem with the film is when we're not being scared, we have to listen to, uh, Dermot Mulroney, uh, try to act like a father, which, he is not normally a bad actor, but man, I thought he was just bad in this at the beginning. Um he's he's just not good in this role at the start. Um so much though, so that I thought for sure about 10 minutes in that I was going to hate the movie. Um but fortunately he's required to do less of the like traditional father figure as the story progresses, and he's able to play father in distress much more naturally. So outside of some very questionable acting moments, I really fucking loved Insidious Chapter 3. So I give that one three and a half out of four stars. Another one I thank you for having me watch because I loved it. Did you like this one, Ash?
2: Yes. My wife and I Good. actually went and saw this one in theaters and absolutely okay. loved
0: it. Yeah. Did it, did it scare you as much as it scared me?
2: Yes. Uh, yeah. Fuck yeah. yeah. And, and Mark, you know, watch
0: it and talk to us about it. I'm excited for you to watch it
1: yeah I will eventually once the challenge gets back to i on believe yep <laughs> absolutely
0: well, you know
2: I all am- right for him go ahead
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 yeah, so this week, uh I am picking for you, Ash, Ash, you're picking for Mark, and Mark, you are picking for me. Yes. So, I know what – I'm going to have Ash watch. So, I will start and we'll go from there. So, Ash, I am going to have you watch a film and um, there is um, some really good moments in this one. I've not seen it in a long time, but what – there's kind of an image that is stuck in my mind. uh, And if you've seen it, you'll probably know what I'm talking about, but it's a certain tattoo. Um, But it is Black Snake Moan from 2007, which is – uh, what the hell's her name? Uh, Christina Ricci and um, Samuel L. Jackson, the stars of that one. They lead it. And so I'm going to, ha- I liked this uh, when I watched it. Um, and uh, so I'm going to have you watch Black Snake Moan from 2007. Okay. Ash, uh, Mark, have you seen that one? No, I have not. Oh, okay. All right. You'll know what I mean when I'm talking about the tattoo. But um, excellent. So who is ready to pick next?
1: I can uh, I can give you your selection. Okay, me.
0: great. What am I watching? Uh,
1: you know what? I, I've got about five or six here. <laughs> and, uh, I'm just after after the way you you talk to me about Resident Evil. I, <laughs> I'm not sure what direction I want to go. Oh God! Um, you're going on vacation, so I don't want to make a chore for you. Yeah. Um, and I think I've got your next six selections. <laughs> <going on there. laughs> Um now this was in your list of never watched so I'm kind of blown away by this. You have never seen The Fifth Element?
2: <gasps> that's
1: right. He has. Is, is I've that, s- that's are you
0: true. You legit? I have seen the vast majority of it, I've never watched it from beginning to end in one sitting before.
1: That that that
0: blows my mind.
1: Yeah. Um okay, so I'm not going to pick that. No, okay. Uh, because you've seen parts I've of it. I've seen uh, yeah.
0: yeah, parts of it. Yeah.
1: Okay, um, and I I kind of want to pick something I've already seen so that we can discuss it. <laughs> but at the same time, I'm going to go with the stuff.
2: Oh, oh, okay.
1: <laughs> the stuff. you won't be able to get enough of that stuff. So that is I- my selection for you.
2: Oh my god, I remember uh, renting that on VHS. Oh my god, that movie's yeah. <laughs>
1: It is good. I like it a lot. I got a Oh, there it time. is. Yeah.
0: I was trying this to. Stuff. I was like, I knew I owned it, but I couldn't find it in my arrow collection. But it's because it's um uh, region B, and so it's different. Oh,
1: you've got a re. Oh, okay, so you've got an arrow version of it. Yep. Sure. Ah, do. Okay. Cool. Cool. And Excellent. Then, uh, I'm gonna to see what. Uh, so what you think about it
0: then? All right. So I'll be watching 1985's The Stuff. Excellent. Thank yes. you. You're welcome. Have you seen that one?
1: Me? Yeah. Oh yes. Okay. Very good. And yeah, actually, you've seen, it a, too, obviously so. I have an old Anchor Bay DVD of it. So I oh, do okay. for like a, a double dip. Yeah. Um I'll let you so, know if it's worth it. You know, did, did Arrow release that region 1? Oh, no. That is just region B. It is just region B. Yeah. So yeah. who has got the rights to it right now then? Uh excellent a- question a- that
0: I have no idea the answer to. Huh. Yeah, I'm not sure. Okay.
1: Because I w- I would double dip that Michael Murphy yeah. is awesome in this movie. Mm. Uh, it, is, it just it's so '80s goodness. Awesome, oh, you are gonna love it. You are gonna love it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. So Ash, what's Mark watching for next uh, next episode?
2: Okay, I was going to go the obvious route and make him watch Insidious three. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I I kind of want to go with my first pick. Uh, just because it amused the hell out of me. Uh, and surprised <laughs> Do it surprised amused the hell out of me uh, that it was actually a good movie. Even um, so, I think I think I'll let him go around to I to get to Insidious. Uh, yeah, that'll be worth it. But I, I'm picking Curse of Chucky for for Mark.
1: Ooh. Oh, okay, and yeah.
2: That was filmed
1: in Winnipeg.
0: Yeah, I didn't know that. Very interesting.
1: Yeah, and That's, the sequel should go this year.
0: Yeah, Cult of Chucky. Have you seen everything leading up to that, Mark?
1: uh yeah i have i was going uh, frankly no, it doesn't
0: really matter but
1: i i i not too. reckon i don't remember uh Charles uh, played two very much Oh okay Final three he goes to the uh, academy and then fights off the toy
0: yeah i love that uh,
3: one and
1: then four and five it's with jennifer tilly so obviously awesome. Bride, yeah. yeah so yeah um thank you very much i'm looking forward to watching this one yeah
0: i like that one a lot and like you said it was shocking that it was actually good, so. Yeah, yeah, And this is a good one because, frankly, you don't have to have seen any of the other ones to appreciate what, what uh, Curse of Chucky does because it's – it feels like it stands on its own legs really well.
2: hmm Yeah, it, it uh, does. I hadn't actually – Did they continue with the or, kid? Or, uh, or Son of Chucky at all uh, before I saw that one, so.
1: Yeah. Would you ask, Mark? Uh, well, it, it isn't the last one before this one – don't they have a kid? Yeah, that's seed of Chucky. Yeah, okay. So it did he survive? I don't even remember if he survived or not.
0: Um, I mean, doesn't he dies in all of them? Doesn't he? Like, <laughs> or, so or the,
1: the kid the, you're talking
0: about? Yeah, I don't. I have no, no. idea. I don't remember.
1: Okay, we I'm just gonna watch a movie and answer my own questions. It's
0: all go. Good. It's all good. Awesome. So just to recap, Mark, you are watching Curse of Chucky from 2013. Ash, yeah. you're walking, watching Black Snake Moan from 2007, and I am watching the stuff from 1985. All right. So before we sign off for the day, let's talk about our picks for the Oscars challenge. So again, cinefessions.com backslash the Oscars, and you could be entered in for a chance to win a $20 Amazon gift card. Or if you've left us a review on iTunes, it could be a $40 Amazon gift card. So definitely do that. cinefessions.com backslash the Oscars. So what we're doing between the three of us is we... On the Ascenevations.com slash the Oscars, there's only like seven um, categories that you're answering. Um, but between the three of us, we are actually playing for a different prize. We are playing for the opportunity to be the person that selects the week four option in the Scream Factory arc. So we can do whatever we want if we win. And so, um, yeah, so that's what we're playing for. And we actually picked an answer for all of the 24 different categories but we are going to limit our discussion to the um just we're kind of going to talk about the seven that we um have on the poll for you guys to vote on as well um now here's the thing i've not seen any of these i think i was going through this the only thing i've seen was uh rogue one a star wars story and i literally think that's the only thing like i haven't even seen doctor strange jungle book like nothing. So the only movie I have seen is Rogue One. So I know nothing about these and that's fine. This is just for fun. It's it doesn't matter. That's why I want yeah. everyone to go on there and and put in their own um their own ballot because it's just for the hell of it. Um and I know I'm not alone, Ash. I don't think you've seen many of them and same with you, Mark, right? Yeah. No, I yeah. haven't. So, excellent. All right. So, let's start um let's start toward the bottom, I guess, and work our way up. So, yeah. the first one we'll talk about is visual effects. So, the the options, the the nominees for visual effects are Deepwater Horizon, Doctor Strange, The Jungle Book, Kubo and the Two Strings, and Rogue One a Star Wars Story. So, I will start. I picked Rogue One a Star Wars Story. Ash, which did you go with? Same. Yep, and what about you, Mark?
1: I went with Doctor Strange.
0: Okay. I was debating between the two. I feel like I feel like it's going to be one of those two. Yeah. And it might be Doctor Strange, but I've not seen it. And so I just went with the one I saw just for that instance.
1: I think what will hurt Star Wars mm-hmm. is Peter Cushing. Um, oh. I thought it looked really cool, but yeah. it wasn't perfect. So I think that's going to hurt them. Yeah. And the special effects in Doctor Strange are fucking incredible. Yeah. Yeah. So but to me, uh I think Dr. Strange is going to
0: take. It. Okay. That's interesting because I obviously I know Peter Cushing very well. Um and I knew that he'd passed and that that was CGI. Bridget didn't know who that car- who that actor was or that he died or anything. She thought it was a real person and didn't realize it until after the fact that it was CGI. Okay. And so I mean, take that for what you will, but she obviously um doesn't watch nearly as much as we do in the way we do you know what i mean but yeah yeah more of kind of a casual fan so there's that but excellent so let's see let's go with animated feature film so the options here kubo and the two strings mona my life as a zucchini the red turtle and zootopia um i've seen most of zootopia by i fell asleep maybe three quarters of the way through um and i've not seen the other ones uh mona i heard a lot of good buzz about um but the one I picked was Kubo and the Two Strings because I feel like that just feels like an Oscar-winning movie, from what I know, from the little I know about it. Uh, what about you, Mark? Which one did you pick for animated feature film?
1: Um, I picked Zootopia. Oh, okay. I hated Zootopia. Yeah, but it was such a commercial success that I think it will actually uh, win the Oscar. Interesting. Because, and plus, it's not, um, it's not um, P- uh, Pixar. Yeah. So I, I think that would be uh I, I think that one's gonna win because of its positive message, which I thought was kinda bullshit. But yeah. Honestly, Zootopia, I, but yeah. yeah. Not having seen them, I just like I said, I've seen most
0: of Zootopia. I would be shocked if Zootopia won. I just it doesn't feel like a film that they're gonna give an Oscar to, to me, obviously. I have no idea. Watch it win everything I don't know. But that's just the kind of the feeling I had with it. Mm-hmm. Which is all you can go on is your gut. And yep. what about you, Ash? Which one did you pick for animated feature film?
2: Well, I do think um, Kubo has a good possibility to win it, but I have mm-hmm. to uh, side with my wife on the whole turtle thing and
0: <laughs> I've never even heard of the red turtle or My Me Life is Zucchini. <laughs> so, oh man. Excellent. So... Cinematography. Let's go with that next. So the options here are Arrival, which just came out on Blu-ray this week, I believe. Uh, La La Land, Lion, Moonlight, and Silence. So, Ash, which one did you pick for cinematography?
2: Uh, Just based on the trailers alone, on the look of the film, I went with Arrival.
0: And what about you, Mark?
2: I went with La La Land.
0: Okay. I went with Arrival for this one. I think La La Land's going to do well, but I feel like... It's got to it's got to lose somewhere, and this is kind of the one I went with for it to lose. Um, so directing, we'll go with next: uh, Arrival, Hacksaw Ridge, La La Land, Manchester by the Sea, and Moonlight. Um, on the ballot sheet I'm looking at, doesn't have the directors listed, so I don't know. Uh, but which film did you go with, Mark?
1: I went with uh, Barry Jenkins for Moonlight. Oh, okay. I think that it's, the, it's, it's an indie film that's got so much uh, going for it right now yeah. that it might be the uh, giant slayer that uh, slays La
2: La Land.
0: Okay, so you, you so- picked a category for La La Land to lose also, just a different one than mine. Okay, and yeah. um, what about you, Ash? Which one did you go with?
2: I, I went with my sci-fi uh, in Arrival.
0: Okay, very good. I went with La La Land for that one for Best Director.
1: I really like how we've all got practically different. I know. Yeah, this is going to be fun. Yeah, yeah
0: absolutely.
2: Pick stuff when you really don't give a shit.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I just That's like, cute. I don't yeah. care. Um, I just want to win.
2: I do care about picking, you know, the fourth thing. That would be nice. But, you know, just, yeah. uh, you know, as far as most of these, it's just like, there's like three things I care about on here and and none of them are really ooh. right
0: No. Absolutely. I think we are all in agreement there that, you know, it's just, it's, it's going to be fun to have a reason to care about, uh, <laughs> what wins at this year. Yeah. Um, so actress in a leading role. So we have Isabel Hupert for Elle, Ruth Nega for Loving, Natalie Portman for Jackie, Emma Stone for La La Land, and Meryl Streep for Flo- uh, Florence Foster Jenkins. I went with kind of the, um, the one at the top, Meryl Streep. For Florence Foster Jenkins, what did you go with, Mark?
1: I went with uh, Isabelle Huppeyer with L.
0: You said that a lot better than I did.
1: Uh, that's why I said it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you didn't even
0: pick it. You just wanted to say it. No.
1: Yeah, uh, I think this Paul Verhoeven film, uh, is it really cleaned up, uh, I think, at the BAFTAs. Okay. Um, I think she won for Best Actress. Um, <laughs> you... I, 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 th- I think she's going to beat everybody else. I think uh, the it's kind of weak. Uh, I think her only hurdle might be Emma Stone, Mm -hmm. Uh, but she's already beat her, I think, once or twice in the Independent Film uh, Awards. Okay. Uh, And, you know, like, non-Oscar awards.
2: Right. I think she's got this one.
0: Yeah. Excellent. So, Ash, which did you go with?
2: I went with Natalie Portman and Jackie.
0: Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. So, actor in the leading role, we have Casey Affleck for Manchester by the Sea, Andrew Garfield for Hacksaw Ridge, Ryan Gosling for La La Land. Vigo Mortensen for Captain Fantastic, and Denzel Washington for Fences. What the hell is Captain fin- Fantastic?
1: Uh, it's a, it's an independent film that uh, played this summer.
0: Huh. Is it a, like a superhero movie? Or?
1: No, no, it's like a father. Ugh, who okay. Has like seven kids that's and enough. they live. Uh, okay.
0: <laughs> I don't mean uh, to be no, a trick. I was just joking. Was,
1: what was your answer for uh, actress? Uh, I think oh, I missed that.
0: Uh, Meryl Streep.
1: Oh, that's right. Yeah. Okay. Oh yes, I was laughing internally. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, you you're with Trump. You think she's the most over-dash rated actress in Hollywood? Yeah, she's <laughs> tremendous. All right. So Ash, what did you go with for actor? Who did you go with?
2: Uh, I went with Viggo Mortensen.
0: Okay. I like. I feel like that's kind of just a, a genre pick for you. <laughs> <laughs> what? No. <laughs> and what about you, Mark? Which one did you? who did you go with?
1: I picked uh, Casey Affleck for Manchester by the Sea.
0: Okay. I picked Ryan Gosling for La La Land. So last but not least, the granddaddy of them all, and I'm not talking about WrestleMania. Best Picture. So the options, the nominees are Arrival, Fences, Hacksaw Ridge, Hell or High Water, Hidden Figures, La La Land, Lion, Manchester by the Sea, and Moonlight. Ash, who did you take for Best Picture?
2: I went with Hidden Figures because it's about uh, my one of my favorite subjects, the space program. So
0: okay, very good. And I went with La La Land because it's La La Land, and I feel like everybody loves it. So, <laughs> um, Mark, who'd you go with, or what did you go with?
1: Um, I went with Arrival.
0: Oh, what?
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's. See, that's the thing. La La Land did so well with the other shows. I think they're going to get a lot of technical things
0: yeah at
1: the Oscars but I think they're going to fall apart in the in the big ones um hmm. I like the rival a lot honestly it's the only one I've seen so far yeah um do I re- honestly think it's going to win I can't no. imagine. <laughs> no, but I'm still that I'm going, I'm playing with my heart here. I'm yeah. not uh, voting with my with my brain. So I feel
0: like I Lion a has a good option. Um, just out of I just kind of want to talk about a couple of the other ones. So out of curiosity, what did you pick for actor in a supporting role? So there was, oh boy, I shouldn't have done this. mar no, Shala was- Ali for Moonlight. Jeff Bridges for Hell or High Water. <laughs> <laughs> Lucas Hedges for Manchester by the Sea. Dev Patel for Lion, or Michael Shannon for Nocturnal Animals.
1: You know, I don't have uh, my other picks in front of me. He oh, right okay. No problem. just sprang them without. I know. Fucking A. Improv. You can see I'm, I'm going to find my ballot.
0: <laughs> Ashley, so you have yours in front of you? Not long yeah, enough.
2: I, I took Jeff Bridges.
0: Okay. Excellent. I took uh, Dev Patel from Lion because I think that's a Little Kid, right? Who, like, everyone's uh, been talking about. I think no. that is. Okay. He well, then. The guy
1: from the Millionaire. Oh, okay. Now, fuck me. Whatever. What else? Um, for yeah, I'd go with Je- uh, Jeff Bridges as well for Best Supporting Actor. Okay.
0: What about uh, documentary feature? Fire at Sea, I Am Not Your Negro, Life Animated, OJ Made in America, or Thirteenth.
2: The juice is loose.
0: <laughs> That's what I picked too.
1: Yeah, I'm going to pick OJ as well,
0: Made in America. Yeah. Okay, excellent. I guess we'll we'll leave that there. Um, <laughs> okay. But yeah. What else? Anything else we're talking about on here? <laughs> Never heard of any of the live action shorts or the animated shorts. So that was just a guess based on title alone.
1: Um, I think apart from best best supporting actress, um, everything else just becomes a crapshoot. Who did you take for actress in a supporting role? Uh, for me, Best Supporting Actress, uh, I'm going to go... Wait, now, hang on I'm one worried. sec,
0: the options, uh, just so listeners know, Viola Davis from Fences, Naomi Harris from Moonlight, Nicole Kidman for Lion, Octavia Spencer from Hidden Figures, or Michelle Williams from Manchester by the Sea?
1: I think it's be Michelle Williams.
0: Oh, okay. I picked Viola Davis. What about you, Ash?
2: Octavia Spencer.
0: Excellent. We have such different options. That's good. This, there's going to be a clear winner and it's mm-hmm. it's going to be me so i'm excited
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right any 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 other one you wanted to hear about our op- other, our picks for
1: uh you know what let's go with the uh, best original screenplay
0: okay let me find it um there it is the last one there okay so the options were Hell or high water la la land the lobster manchester by the sea and 20th century woman which i've never heard of i picked manchester by the sea
2: I went with Heller Highwater. And I
0: went with the Lobster. Oh my god, I didn't even realize it was on there. You reviewed that one on the site, actually. It was one of your um um whatever fest.
1: That was that was a fantastic fantastic fest in
0: 2015. Fest. Yes, yeah, very good. Yeah. Um what did you do for um sound mixing? Arrival, Hacksaw Ridge, <laughs> La La Land, Rogue One a Star Wars story, or thirteen hours of secret soldiers of Benghazi?
1: S- sound mixing, I'm gonna go with arrival.
0: Okay. I went with Rogue One, a Star Wars story. What about you, Ash?
2: Sound mix. Where the hell is it on the sheet?
0: Uh second page, right-hand column, third one oh, down.
2: The one I, one Mark. Oh, there it is. I went with Rogue One. I, I printed out the one Mark had.
0: Oh, okay. So I'm looking at a different list. Excellent. Uh, makeup and hairstyling. A man called Ove. Star Trek Beyond or Suicide Squad?
1: Star Trek. Beyond. Makeup or hairstyle. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go Suicide Squad.
0: I did Star Trek Beyond. All right, that's enough. I mean,
2: <laughs> up some
0: for, for Star Trek Beyond. so yeah yeah just awesome this so it's gonna be fun yes it absolutely is so keep in mind the oscars are playing february 26 7 eastern four percent four pacific so you can see how well you're doing if you watch those or i will be on just getting back from vacation and so or no i will still be on vacation and so i will uh, be reading the list after the fact
1: so you will not be live tweeting this.
0: Unfortunately, I won't. But you definitely can.
1: I probably will. Good. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to make. Sh- yeah, I think I will. Good. So, I, I, so I, I'll take all your picks uh, after the show. Yeah, and then I could tweet who's winning, who's losing. Awesome. If anybody actually fucking cares, but whatever. Right.
0: <laughs> I'm sure people do. Um, yeah. Very good. So again, you can get in on the fun and you can win a $20 Amazon gift card or even better, a $40 Amazon gift gift card. Cinefessions.com oh, no. backslash the Oscars. Don't miss your opportunity because that will be ending. Uh, we closed that down the uh, Saturday before that. So the whatever, midnight of the 25th, I guess it would be. So get get that in. It's less than 10 days away now. So Awesome. So that is going to be that for this week. We hope yes. you guys enjoyed our bonus Resident Evil arc episode. And we are hoping that you're as ready as we, the three of us are to move on. So um, remember that we will be dark next week, so no show. But we will be back again with the first episode of the Scream Factory arc, looking at the collector's edition of 1981's The Howling from Scream Factory on Friday. There it is. Friday, March 3rd. So make sure you're looking out for that. And also, if you have a question for the three of us here at the show, hit us up on Twitter using the hashtag InFilmWeTrust for all your questions and we'll do our best to answer all of them. If you're not on Twitter, call us at 1-302-448-TALK or email us at contact at cinefessions.com for any of those questions of the week options. And as always, if you like what you're hearing, please leave us that review on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, or wherever else it is that you might be listening to us. Positive reviews help us reach a broader audience, which is always the goal. So we really appreciate you time, you taking the time to leave us any and all reviews. And just a reminder, you can always reach us on social media. We love to interact with our listeners there. You can find us on, on Cinefessions. You can find us at Cinefessions on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. So make sure you guys are following uh, all three of us on those platforms. Um, Also, Ash, where can we find you online?
2: On Twitter, uh, D-H-G-F Ash.
0: A-S-H-E. Perfect.
1: And Mark, how about you? You can get me on Twitter at Mark with a C underscore NEDO. That's M-A-R-C underscore N-A-D-E-A-U as well as Instagram at MNADO02. That's M-N-A-D-E-A-U-02.
0: Fantastic. And you can reach me at Simon1 at my personal Twitter feed. That's P-S-Y-M-I-N-1. So before we log off for the day... Please visit Cinefashions.com and vote on which film we are going to review for week five of that Scream Factory arc. Again, head over to Cinefashions.com and vote in that poll of the top right hand sidebar. You can choose between Mark's options of Cat People. The listener pick option of Cherry Falls. <laughs> Ash's pick of Dark Summer, or my pick of Terror Train. <laughs> I oh, remember that poll is going to close on Sunday March 19th at 11.59pm Eastern Time so don't miss your chance to vote and while you're there also check out cinefessions.com backslash the Oscars so you can be entered in to win that $20 Amazon gift card alright I want to thank you guys I am excited to be on vacation next week but I'm uh, just as excited to get back and uh, be talking movies with you guys in a couple of weeks so let's do it
1: yes uh, enjoy the tan thank you I'm, I want to enjoy my hockey hell yeah I'll be taking a lot of pictures in Montreal Gun. I don't know, think they allow stupid pictures so I'm not <laughs> going to go to Super Establishment then I'll, I'll just oh man I'm not going to post that on our Cinefessions site but if you want to see <laughs> you can check my personal Instagram page yeah, that's
0: what those are for
1: that's it's right fun.
0: all right I want to thank everyone for listening to the 81st episode of the Cinefessions podcast and remember in film we trust we'll catch you next time